Hey guys, it's Steve. Um, just got home from recording the podcast. Um, unfortunately, we got to start on just two awful notes. Um, one is we didn't mention Jonathan Petra in the show, and shame on us. That's my fault uh, because he's hockey royalty, and I'm sure you knew about him. He was a huge Ottawa Senators fan, had a rare condition called EB, and unfortunately he passed away. And there's nothing I could possibly say about him to do him justice, but James Duffy comes very close, so I'll read what TSN's James Duffy said. Jonathan was the most courageous young man I've ever met. He had the toughest life imaginable, and yet always saw the positive in it. Always found hope through endless pain. His disease gave him a purpose, to help educate and to help other kids with EB. We will never forget him. We're going to include a link down below to DebraCanada.org. That's an organization that I'm sure Jonathan uh, would have appreciated it um, if uh, if you supported them. Uh, if you can. The other is a developing story. I don't want to say too much because uh, not all the details are out yet, but it sounds like a junior A team called the Humboldt Broncos, um, their team bus collided with a semi truck. It sounds bad. I don't want to say details because they aren't confirmed yet, but it sounds very bad. So keep the family of Jonathan Petra in your prayers tonight and also keep uh, all, all of Humboldt in your prayers tonight. Canago Pizza presents SCP. The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle and Adam Wilde. Is it is it cynical of me to think that Dana White loves every second of this? Uh it is misguided. You think, I it's think misguided? I think he's actually mad. I think he's actually mad. Well, Adam, why don't you think he's mad? Well, because, because you Dana seem to White. think <laughs> Dana White is the ultimate. Don't look at me through the microphone. He's the new Don King, right? He every promotion is everything that you oh, can promote is good people. for sure. Well, oh. he's also um, he's he's and any promotion is good promotion. Like when the when the fighters get up on the stage, these guys who are assassins, mm. these people who are in the best physical shape of their entire life, and he puts one fat arm in front of the two of them and goes, no guys, you can't fight each other, I've got my big fat arm in front yeah, of you. Stop it. Come on. Yeah. You know, like this, and, and listen, I know that he's mad. There's no question that he's mad. There's, no, there's good reason to be mad. But don't tell me that he's not at least a little bit thinking, this is really good for my card this weekend. Uh, the card lost three he, fights. He would be thinking that if McGregor didn't ruin the main event, right? So, so if it had just been a minor event, it'd be fine. So okay, what was ruined? Because I so, saw something about a face-off between Khabib and someone who wasn't way, Holloway. I know who none of these people are, but yeah. So Holloway is now out, but that why had, is he out? That had nothing to do with McGregor. Oh, Holloway's out because he couldn't make weight. <laughs> And oh. then, <laughs> but he was a replacement anyway. And then he was a replacement on short notice, anyways. What a of the du- original guy who and got injured. By the way, weighing is so dumb. It's so dumb. Well, is it not the no, dumbest? No, 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 no. It's necessary, <laughs> but the way they do it is a little dumb. Okay, but we won't mm-hmm. get into that. Yeah. Continue, Jesse. Sorry to uh, interrupt. So, um, so Holloway's. I forget the original fighter's name who was actually on this card. He uh, he tripped over, I think, an electrical cord and he tore. Some ligament in his knee, uh, so he Tony got Ferguson, Tony Ferguson. Yeah. There you go. Jeez. So yeah, That's he sucks. got he got taken out, and then Holloway comes in. They're like, okay, you gotta lose. I think it was thirty two pounds in twelve days. So don't eat. And, and so he's like, don't I'm eat. Gonna, I'm gonna do it. What was the fight at? One fifty five. 
Max Holloway walks around at 180? Yeah, so he needed to get down to like 30, I think it was 32 or 22, one or the other. How do wow. you do that I'm with like a surgery? I'm the details, but um, I'm going gonna, I'm to put down Fortnite so I can keep telling the story. Or are you oh. playing Fortnite online? Yo, the best, <laughs> right? Man, anyway. Um, Sir, uh, some fighters lose 30 pounds easily. Brock yeah. Lesnar did it, but he's also, he he walks around close to 300 pounds. Yeah, it's pounds. percentage of weight, yeah. right? Yeah. He's like, that's a chunk of you. That's only 10%. That For somebody wow. like that, that would be like 20% of their yeah. weight. So the athletic commission told him he can't keep losing weight because it won't be healthy for him to fight at 155 for the yeah. next week. How does so, Cyborg ever fight? <laughs> so he had to drop out of the fight. And then they bring in, um, oh, so then Holloway doesn't make weight. So then now they're trying to find replacements. And the two replacements who weighed in, they weighed in at 155.2. Which is okay. So, which is okay to fight, but they need to be at 155 or under to make it a title fight. So the point two knocks out any title opportunity for that fighter. So this weekend, oh my God. I forgot the guy's name. He's going to be fighting this weekend. Ally Quinta, I think. Yeah. And then um, if uh, Alphabet Soup last name. Uh, uh, Nurmaga. Ariel Hawani does such a good job of it. It's Khabib. Khabib. Yeah. If, if Khabib wins, he gets the title. If the other guy wins, he doesn't get the title. He just gets a win. Because he's not under, he's not the right weight. So that's their main event for tomorrow night, which is completely fucked. You might have noticed we haven't talked about UFC on the show in a very long time. And that's because, like, I don't know if I like it anymore. Well, I was watching the... I, was I watching like the, MMA. Sorry. I, no, I was watching the whole thing, and I, I'm cutting you off here. But to add to your point, I was watching the press conference with Dana White today. And I guess, so they strip Conor McGregor, who hasn't fought in 500 days. Well, like, for, if you wait. want the attention so bad, Conor, fight! Yeah, so he but, hasn't fought in 500 days, and they strip him of the title. So apparently what he did was he loaded up his buddies... And from Ireland, and they flew over, and th- this is what Dana White said. That's one part of what happened, yes. And yeah. then they started what they started. That's yeah. kind of the, so he's after got a, they found out they were he was going to strip him. He's got a training partner named Artem Lobov, I think Who was going to fight. And supposedly Khabib and his crew got in his face because Lobov was talking some mad trash. So then they, again, literally just fly across, come to this media day that, like, I don't think anyone even knew they were coming to. And McGregor th- friggin' throws a dolly through a bus window. But, in okay, in order for your publicity theory to be, like, solid... I'm not saying they set this up. All I'm saying... Well, it's just, like, th- like fighters got injured. That's why they oh, listen, can't fight. No, 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 I'm not saying that this was a... I'm not saying there's a conspiracy here. I'm just saying Dana White's going, this, is a, this sure is a lot of attention on me and my brand. But it's not good attention. Doesn't matter. And it doesn't earlier, matter. It distracted from earlier in the day. He might have ruined the main event of WrestleMania. Did you hear oh, that? Lesnar coming because back because he to basically the UFC? goes, yeah, Lesnar's coming back to the UFC. Which, by the way, like now I can't take that aspect of UFC seriously because John Jones got chastised for uh, his drug offenses and rightfully so. But now you're going to bring back Bur- Brock Lesnar with no. Wait, didn't he win the championship or won the title? They caught him doing drugs, and then they didn't even strip him? Like, wasn't that... Or they caught him doing steroids? No, or there no, was a no, fight? no, He came back for 200, Yeah, was caught on steroids. He fought Mark Hunt, who is, I mean, very obviously not on steroids. And, I mean, these guys were taking blows to the head, uh, which, I mean, that risk comes with the territory, but you want to know that the guy punching you in the head isn't on roids. So, I mean, I can't watch a fight with confidence that it's clean, 
The belts mean literally nothing. Nothing! The 145 belt is a wash. The 155 belt is a wash. Lots of the belts are a wash. Well, one of the women's belts, <laughs> I think it was the 145 one. The first, I don't even remember her name. She won the belt and then found out she had to fight Chris Cyborg next and just decided, ah, I don't want it anymore. Really? <laughs> Nobody wants to belt. fight Chris Cyborg. Uh, she's... Uh, monstrous. Yeah. She will punch a hole through your neck. So I, I don't know. I can't, uh, it's hard to be a fan of UFC. So, eh. Jesse, is it hard for you to be a fan of UFC given what just happened? Does this change anything for you? Um, yeah. It's, How? It's not, the UFC isn't in a good position right now because they can't put a good card together. They have no fighters who consistently win so you can't build anybody up. And then their biggest star is running around like he's on a bunch of drugs. <laughs> well, <laughs> which is the latest rumor. <laughs> you, well, yeah, everyone. Well, rumor. Just everyone on Twitter is like, "Yeah, McGregor's on drugs." <laughs> like, dude, he threw a dolly through a bus. Right. Yeah. But I, when I look at that, like honestly, in a foreign country, might I add, when that you guy look got at, arrested when, when in you a place at, where he doesn't live. When you look at that, honestly, it's not like he won't be back. I don't know. Guys, I said come after the Mayweather on. fight. He's like, coming you, back. He's living the dream. Like four years before that fight, he was on like government assistance. Uh-huh. And now he's got nine digits of money at least. Nine or ten digits. Millions upon millions. And he's like a new father, and you're going off to another country to an event you weren't even invited to. Getting arrested? Mm-hmm. And you have a short career as a fighter. Man. Fight or retire? What is this nonsense? I didn't understand it. The, and the one terrible thing about this is he's going to get sued. And he's going to lose so much of that money that he yeah. earned in the Mayweather well, fight. Well, depends on, well, he'll, he'll lose money through the lawyers defending him. All of those, all of those guys he took off the card this weekend, they're going to sue him. Yeah, <laughs> of course they are. Because, yeah, the it's lost income. should sue him. Dana White yeah. can sue him. And who knows how much Or he could come back for a fight and they forgive everything, which I think is going to happen. No, but the other guys don't care if McGregor comes Oh, no, no, but fight. I mean, the UFC's not going after Conor McGregor. No. They no. need him. And he knows that. Maybe. They need know. him until they get a new star. That's, that's the point. The, the, the problem with well, the UFC is... this star hasn't fought in a very long time. They have centralized... They centralized on two people for a while there in, like, 2015. It was Ronda Rousey until she lost, yeah. and it was Conor McGregor. Pretty much. And pretty much, and, and you know, like, wasn't in the picture. like when he fought Nate Diaz, right? It was kind of like that was one of the big, it was one of the big events. And then he, uh, there was this huge upset, mm-hmm. and then he fights him again, and it's one of the best fights they've ever had in the whole company. And uh, I think he fought once more, and that's it. That's it. So, I mean, they either have to go out and find some new fighters. The best or athlete, they gotta they gotta eat crow and bring him back and wait till he loses. The, the best athlete in the sport, let's assume that's what we're calling him, has never defended his belt. He won the one forty five, never defended it. Won the one fifty five, never defended now, it. Now, if you're in the his belts court, don't mean anything. Ignore the ignore the fact that he just threw you know a, a, a dolly through a, a window, yeah. which was a terrible idea. If you get stripped, it sure is far better to make the UFC the enemy rather than you lose. Do you know what I mean? So from a, per, from a PR perspective, and, and go with me on this one just for sure. a second, okay? Get crazy. Let's okay. get crazy. If you lose that belt... JFK. Yeah. <laughs> if you lose that belt, you've lost. If you're stripped right. of that belt, 
the UFC is the enemy and people are still on your side because you haven't been beaten. Because why else is he not fighting? Well, because he doesn't need to. Exactly. Exactly. So what's so he showing up for? Because he wants people on side. Because like, he knows the dream. he's you're a populist or, fighter. Man. Or 29, loaded. You got a girlfriend who supports Why you. Why would he fight again and, and risk injury for the rest of his life? He doesn't need to. Well, that's what I'm saying. It, and, and, that's, that's, and that's the thing is that what Bingo. he can do is become, that's, that's what I'm saying, Brooksy. What that's, he can do is become a broadcaster. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, yeah. So there's, should we, should we move on from UFC to? Saturday now, night, our first oh. live podcast. <laughs> that's right. Uh, we're, it's really not our first. I guess it's our second. It's our first oh. live. It's our first, first live because we're live streaming. Yeah, it. live uh, podcast in front of more than 12 people. Yeah. The I I count the Panago one as a live. Podcast. Yeah, I just yeah. put a stipulation on it. So this is, a, you know what you know what sounds less cool. Our second live podcast. <laughs> well, this is the first one that's going to be accessible worldwide, at the time of recording. Live streamed. Podcast. So that's the thing. I I think it, in that way it's a first because that that was kind of like live to tape, whereas this is actually live. And yes. and so it it'll be it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna be at the rec room. There are some tickets that do still come up on Reddit. Uh, if you go to the Steve Dangle Reddit page and you cannot come, please give up your tickets to somebody else who would like to come. There are people flying in from like Dallas, uh, Fort Worth. I saw. Yeah, like that's crazy. And there's um, a few people driving from a decent distance. I think there's a few driving up from the states as right. well, which is, that's just blows my mind. I don't. You know, know what? It. Save the gas money. Uh, don't come. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're yeah. Not worth it. Don't come. Sure. Steve Daniel Podcast, and that's the end of the episode. Uh, <laughs> Imports Dragon uh, is actually going to donate a prize. Now, I was mentioning this that they are uh, they've, they've got a bunch of like you know all the figures that Steve Steve gets. They're all Imports Dragons ones, but the new um, ones, yes. They got Matthews twelve inches, JBR twelve inches, Willie twelve <laughs> inches. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Um, they're all available at Walmart.com. But uh, basically, um, and you can get Lundquist, Price, Wah, Belfort, and Chicago. There's a whole bunch of figures available. But we will have a prize pack of a, which includes a six-inch Willie. Wow. Yeah. No, I don't even know if it does. I just like to say six-inch Willie. I I think we should call it the six-inch Willie prize pack. I, yeah, we should. <laughs> I'm not sure how they would feel about it. <laughs> Why? What if we give away nine of those six-inch Willies? Oh, oh. Well, that'd be nice. Do you think people would say we're nice guys? I think they would. Total attendance tomorrow, by the way, ex- expected to be 420. Steve, <laughs> what, where did you want to go? Where did you want to go with this ex- until I interrupted you? With what? Well, I mean, with the show. You, it seemed oh, like you were going to well, bring something up. So there's a new thing on Reddit, and it is oh. the Steve Dangle podcast uh, bingo game. Oh. Which I, I think there's a legitimate chance we could fill the board every single show. Yeah, but I don't, show. it makes me uncomfortable because... Well, I read through it. I'm like, oh, we're just a broken record. <laughs> it didn't make me feel good about myself. You can just build like a robot, like a Siri like robot to just spit out our catchphrases. I'm looking for And it would guy. probably sound like a good episode. Right. Awkward. <laughs> funny bot. Oh my god, is the South Park reference on there? It is. It probably is. Like, you know what's gonna suck? <laughs> when we're feeling really good about ourselves, like partway through the live show, and someone just goes, BINGO! <laughs> Because we're gonna hit it. See now, now it's gonna, gonna happen in the it. first take. I hope, I hope they do. No, I hope they do. Hot take. Is but I wanted jam. a Ferrari cake. Is on there, <laughs> dude. I said it for like three, <laughs> four, five. Yeah, you episodes. said it like eight weeks ago. Well, listen, row. some of these are pretty new. Like Mitch did a Mitch thing. That's that's new. Yeah, but Tavares says a leaf daydream. Like that was that's literally last episode. 
And also that's saying, a little extra. No, we've Steve done. Steve yelling is too easy. We've done Tavares so many times. No, yeah. There's our, there's YouTube clips I've cut in like January of Hey Tavares is coming to the Leafs and then we did it. Is that yes, how we right. sound? Is that how your impression is? Hey, 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 hey Jesse, what's your podcast sound like? World well, sounds a little like this. this. <laughs> I'm Steve Hello, This is the impression you do when you're just impersonating somebody and just like it. This is this guy. He kind of talks like this. Why why are your hands up in the air? Because it's like bumpity bumpity. That's Steve Dangle. Steve Dangle is Italian. Okay. Jesse's from Foggia. I love Foggia, Jesse. <laughs> Jesse right. DiPuglia. Good um, Sicilian man, Steve Dangle. Yeah, so. Hey, uh, Jesse, there's a thing I wanted you to bring up, so pull that Cat up. Cat friendly? Uh, no, not that. No, the what thing is we it? were talking about on Messenger. Steve. Oh, yeah, Tuesday. So what if, oh. what if everybody... There was an extra playoff game that was not technically a part of the playoffs. Maybe a game 83, a wild card to determine the wild card. Well, and if we get this, there will technically be two in a way. Because Saturday night's game between Colorado and St. Louis will decide the final wild card in the West. And there could potentially be another. Jesse, explain this to us. If Philadelphia loses its final game of the season by exactly two goals... That's Saturday versus the Rangers. And Florida wins its final two games, both in shootouts. <laughs> then we get a play-in game on Tuesday. Because that would be a perfect <laughs> tie. A perfect tie. So they would have um, the same amount of regulation plus overtime wins. They have the same amount of points in their series and the same points in the regular standings and the same goal differential on the season. <laughs> so <laughs> Which would be crazy. That would be nuts. The Panthers... Uh, who are their last two games against? Because so, you said the Flyers have the Rangers. Yes. Which is a game I saw recently. And the Rangers didn't look great, and they lost. The Panthers have Buffalo and Boston, Saturday, Sunday. Boy, oh boy. And by the way, that Sunday game might not just be to get the Panthers into the playoffs, but it could be Boston playing for first place in the East. It also might not happen. They could also just scratch the entire game from the schedule because it's a makeup game from earlier in the year. And if it had no playoff implications, they would just cancel it. No like, way. That's trash. Why are we playing this extra game? It doesn't matter. No, they matter. should have to play. It's they 82. should absolutely have no, to play you, that. you don't have to play a game if it doesn't mean anything in the standings. You can cancel the game. Okay, the Leafs, the Leafs have third locked up. Hold on. Hold on. It, happens, it happens in baseball all the time because there's rain delays. And they if the teams don't play again, there's no way to schedule what in double headers. Se- what game you of the season? You can just cancel the game. What game of the season did Nikita Zaitsev get hurt in last year? Wasn't it against Columbus in the last game? I don't know. I don't they know. should absolutely have to play that game. That's trash. That is no, huge trash. No, but it makes sense. So if both sides oh, agree to sense, cancel. But yeah, you can cancel because it doesn't have any effect on the standings. Neither does Toronto, Montreal. That's sort of bullshit. No, but it's a game you're playing. It that does have um, effect on the standings because Montreal could win the game and move up or down the draft lottery. Here, here. Well, what's the standings? Here's what's surprising to me about I'm, that. We're the, getting to the bottom. Montreal of this. could get Darlene because they lose Saturday to Toronto. It has an effect on the standings. Or if this Sunday game had absolutely no effect on any team moving up or down, just cancel it. Who cares? But Who here's cares here's what I if I'm an advertiser, I care. If I'm a broadcaster, I care. Because I have sold advertising time for that game. You're telling me that you're not going to play it? Then you're, re- you're no, reimbursing you're money, it. That, that game is actually no, no, super then I have important to give the, for Montreal. So, okay, <laughs> if I am the broadcasting channel, let's say I'm Sportsnet. I personally am Sportsnet. I'm all of Sportsnet. Wow. And you decide to cancel your hockey game. Let's say it's Toronto-Montreal to make it, give it a local flair. It's Saturday night, which they would never do. They would never cancel a hockey night in no. Canada game. But if it's Saturday night, Toronto-Montreal both go, you know what? doesn't affect the standings. Let's cancel it. 
what happens to the money that I'm expecting as the broadcaster who paid you, the NHL, for the rights to broadcast that game? And it's an insane amount of money, by the way. What happens? See, funny thing about the game, it's already been canceled. It already didn't but exist. But still, no, you still sold it, though, Jesse. No, it got canceled. If it got canceled, <laughs> what's it doing on the schedule? They rescheduled it. They postponed it, man. And that's the thing. If you, sell, if you sold that, you have to pay that back as the broadcaster. Jesse, you could be making so much more money as a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing here? Yeah, man? I don't know. Why am I sitting with you, you schmucks? You just didn't want to go to school Connor, for eight why years are you sitting there watching us do this I'm all the time? Like, with these guys in here. Josie, you should be a lawyer. Josie, you should be a lawyer. I don't know. That's what I said to Steve. <laughs> oh, I think you're being a little hard on her friend. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy to me. That's crazy. I feel wow. like if I'm the broadcaster, I'm calling up the NHL being like, you owe me some cash. Watch some baseball. It's just very, I mean, <laughs> I, I feel bad because I came up with this thing called Beba, which is basically baseball things that make no sense that I can't explain. Every, what is the hockey round. equivalent of that? Fielder's choice. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Beba. Beba. That's Beba. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's a good point. Well, what's the hockey equivalent of that? Because, like, every game, they're just making up stuff that oh, I'm just finding I, out about. I don't know what happened in Nashville earlier this week. Okay, well, wait, See, I, wait a minute. That goal, Adam gets to call, and you say it's? I say it's a goal. Oh, you're so wrong. You're yeah. so wrong. You're wrong on this one. Yeah, I'm captain <laughs> dump on the refs. I'm mostly just saying it because I know you guys are going to say it's not. <laughs> oh, well, come on. <laughs> and, and I'm team Carrie Underwood, so fuck you guys. Wow. No, I'm kidding. I'm and kidding. Kiefer Sutherland. I love you. Yeah, and Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland. randomly interjected in there. Yeah, when did he become a Nashville Predators fan? When He's it became from cool. Here. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, one became cool, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. How do you do, fellow hockey fans? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so funny. The night, I guess, according to Elliot Freeman, the night before the NHL officially moved the goaltender interference call to the Situation Room in Toronto, it sent out a league-wide memo asking executives, coaches, and players to stop complaining about the reviews. And then here we are. That was here the right are. call, though. Like, you can't move the goalie with your stick, which is what they but did. But a lot of people didn't feel that way. That's fine. <laughs> a lot of people disagreed, Steve. They're they're allowed. A lot of people said, but actually. Well. I just think it's funny how. Who <laughs> is the team that gets screwed over in Game 7 of their playoff series on a goalie interference goal? Uh, whoever's in the cup final. That's my answer. Oh, my, my bet it's that it's Nashville. <laughs> well, again. <laughs> my, that, and no offense, I mean, Nashville's been so great. It's always the team with the best story that's been so great. That's been like a uh, a real like feel good story. Oh no, oh. then it's Vegas. Oh, oh can you imagine? Oh. oh, the expansion Golden Knights. Yeah, because Nashville are about to win the Stanley Cup. Except goalie interference. Okay, now who are they playing? <laughs> who are they playing? Who are they playing? Here, let me let me pull it up. I want to pull it up. No, it's got to be someone. It's gotta be, yeah, it's got to be Boston because it has to be, 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 be Marchand, Bergeron, or, or vice versa. <laughs> yeah, Boston because the refs are so against us all the time. Is that oh what my Boston god, Boston said I Is that no, what people in Boston are saying? no, it's okay. I like Bruins fans, I think we get along swimmingly, but I think during the playoffs, I, I'm, I might lose some Bruins fan friends. <laughs> I might. Because they can't they're used say to Brad a damn Marchand. thing when it comes to any call ever. They're not allowed. They're forbidden from speaking. <laughs> you get everything. 
And have for like eight years. The fact that Mar- Marchand was not suspended for cross-checking a guy in the face while he was falling a couple of games ago. I'm surprised like, he didn't what? have to pay. You can't suspend a guy when the playoffs are about to start. Yeah, right? Like, except, yeah. For, except for when he spears a guy in the nuts no. last season with two games to yeah, go. Jake Dodgson. <laughs> they accidentally yeah. suspended him then. I mean, Jake Dodgson probably deserved it. If there's any player that deserved it, it would have been Jake Dodge and the way he plays. Let's be honest. It would have been Brad Marchand spearing himself <laughs> in the nuts. That's who if it Jake Dodge and, and Brad Marchand had at the same exact second to the millisecond speared each other in the nuts, oh, could you have suspended either of them? No. Here's what you do. You have Brad Marchand jump on Zidane O'Char's shoulders. Jake Dodgson jumps on Victor Hedman's, and they friggin' nut joust. And they just both <laughs> try to spear each other off of the other. I give it. I give it to Hedman just because he's a little lower and have a lower sense of gravity. Or and I, they are aiming low. Right? There so I, I, would think, I would think that it would be easier, not easy, but easier to, to knock Chara off his balance. Marshan would be, you know, aiming down, which would knock himself off balance. Right. And then he would, he would eat it. Right. Um, no, like, think of what... I, I want to know the number. What percentage of goals are reviewed? And what percentage of goals are overturned? That's a good question. Because how many goals are in the playoffs? How many of those goals are super important? <laughs> One goal games. Overtime. It's going to happen. I mean, a bunch of Nashville fans are listening right now going, um, this this happened. <laughs> this, this already happened. <laughs> yes. Can you imagine? Yes, I can. It happened. <laughs> yep. Um, but you got to admit that wasn't overtime. When's it going to happen? So it's going to happen to Vegas against Boston. Game seven. Yeah, the only unrealistic thing about that is the Leafs are going to beat Boston. Yes, they are. But uh, that I could see that movie now, scenario. Now, our hockey seer, uh, Gus Katsaros, ah, yes. uh, who predicted, rightfully, that the Chicago Blackhawks would not make the playoffs on this very show. He did. And he was bang the hell on on that one. Wow. I don't think he could have predicted that Duncan Keith would have two goals, but... Um, oh, does he have two now? Yeah, he scored uh, just a day ago. <laughs> yeah, That's pretty so, good. Yeah, a day or two what? ago. Oh, that was a big story. So that that means he's not going to have the highest, or sorry, the lowest non-zero save percentage ever, right? He might still. I mean save percentage, shooting percentage. He might still. Oh, yeah. Because remember, it was 0.5%. Yeah. And that was a record. I'll, I'll look it up. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, uh, uh, he said that he's hoping the Leafs get Boston. And I tweeted him and I said, are you nuts? And he said, because, you know, all we've heard about with Tampa, and maybe they're doing this to, to throw us off. Andre Vasilevsky coming out, he's tired. They've kind of fallen off a bit for the first time since October 13th or 18th or whatever it was. It was a, a, a googly looking number. Yeah. Um, you know, Tampa was not in first place in the, uh, in the division. He said this. And I thought this was very seer-like. He, he used Chicago again. And he said, the thing with Boston is that they are loaded to one line. It's the Pasternak, Bergeron, Marchand line. It's not to say that they don't have secondary scoring. But of course. the Leafs have a far more spread out scoring punch. And he said, I wonder if it wouldn't be the same as the Chicago series last year when Kane, Panarin, Taze, uh, and Sharp were all shut down by Nashville because they had a far more balanced attack. Now, in that particular series, you have four number one defensemen playing for right. one team, whereas the right. Leafs have two, maybe. Uh, one, one, and, and it's half? like his first year as a one. Yeah. 
Gardner's a one at this end of the ice. <laughs> yes. Not the Leafs end of the ice. Now you're depending on Zaitsev and Polak. Right. So and Hainsey, the ghost of Ron Hainsey, <laughs> by the way, he will rise again. That's how he. That's he how he prevents again. people from coming into the zone. He goes, Boo. Easter just happened. He will rise. Wow, wow, Adam. <laughs> he will. Just say, give him time. Give him time. I was trying to give him a nickname based on what you just said, and I, I just, I'm not going to. There might allow be several myself. communities you offend by that. There's so I just, ten I'm, years of Catholic school that won't allow me to make that <laughs> joke. That's good. Okay, so that's good. Um. So, I want to. I want to. This is this is a headline that I actually saw from our good friends at Russian Machine Never Breaks. Mm. <laughs> this is the. This might be the best line ever. If if this weekend Columbus beats Nashville, Philadelphia beats New York, and Ottawa beats Pittsburgh, then the Washington Capitals would play the Pittsburgh Penguins in the first round. In the first round. The first line is that, or the next line is that's fine. I want it. I don't even care. Do it. Uh, you're wrong. Whoever at Russian Machine wrote that, you're wrong. Like, okay, I want the Leafs to have a second crack at Boston. In the second round. Yeah, I don't care. First or second. It's cool to have a second crack at it. A rematch, if you will. How many rounds is this? (laughs) Nine? That's a good question. How many times... In the Crosby Ovechkin era, have these guys faced each other? And Washington's uh, won. How, how many times have they faced each other? At least three. And it went very poorly for Washington all the times. All of the times, which means they win this year. Well, and, and that brings me to the next headline, which is the Caps have said they will decide on Barry Trotz's future after the playoffs. That's the right move. His contract is up. Here's his record. With the Capitals. Are you ready for this? 204, 89, <laughs> and 34. Wowzers. You can't tell me that that you haven't already made up your mind. And I don't care about, oh, the Capitals haven't got past the second round. We well, you know what? A lot of teams don't get past the second round, guys. So? And that's my I I find it very, like, listen. I'm just saying this to the to Brian McClellan and the Washington Capitals brass because I know they listen. Mm. I mean, the Pittsburgh <laughs> Penguins listen. We know that. Or at least we their do. Twitter account does. Uh, P- Stanley Cup ring holders have listened to this show. Listen. We don't know that the Twitter account was there at the time of the Stanley Cup winning. Listen. But we can find out because if you're listening... <laughs> Maybe send out a picture of your Stanley Cup ring. Yeah, or blink twice. Or blink twice. <laughs> if you got one. Like last time. Maybe um, just include something in a tweet. Here's what the Caps need to watch out for. <laughs> I don't know. Just tweet a wave. <laughs> here's what the Caps need to watch out for. They, I think if they let Barry Trotz go, they could be looking at, they could be looking at what the Ducks looked at two years ago when they had Bruce Boudreau they had a disappointing playoff exit they had a fantastic regular season record and they lost and the musical chairs of coaching happened and they were left on the sidelines and who did they end up with a guy who has arguably made them not not as good boy but they're in the playoffs sure not as good as they were good before yes now I I don't want to say bad but let's not pretend that the Anaheim Mighty Ducks (laughs) Mighty Ducks aren't playing Randy Carlisle hockey. Boy, 
When Carlisle gets to a town, does he just like pump his goalie full of undetectable roids? Like I, I don't even know because John Gibson has been making them look amazing. Sure has. Amazing. Um, now, Mike Augello, I, I tweeted about this, and Mike, Mike in Buffalo, Mike Augello, said to me, hey, you know, listen, Trotz's contract's up. They have a hot coaching prospect in Todd Reardon. But here's the deal. Barry Trotz has, I think, earned the right to lose in the second round and continue to keep his job. He's over 100 games over 500 I don't, in like three seasons, well, four that seasons. it didn't matter for Bruce and it when should, he was though. a Caps coach. It should matter. That should matter. Why are we, when we get into the top eight, the top four, in the league, that should be like, okay, we're keeping the coach. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, your job is safe level. I don't care. Like, I understand saying maybe in the playoffs if you lose in the first round and it's super disappointing, Bruce Boudreaux. Okay, fine. Fine. Because that's still just barely the top half of the league. But you get to the top eight? Are you kidding me? You're going to let a guy with that record go? Adam, what example do you always use? The Steelers and the Patriots. They're coaches. They're there forever for forever. a reason. Steelers have had three coaches. <laughs> well, on that note, is this another Before. example of dumb sport? Dumb sport? Yes. Maybe dumb sport. The Blackhawks didn't make the playoffs for the first time since, I think, the 40s. And they were talking about, I mean, they've since squashed this, but it took them a few months. They were talking about getting rid of Joel Quinville. So they've squashed that. I was going to bring that up. Like, just... Like this week, because I wonder if yesterday wasn't it? Oh, was that it? He'll be yeah, back. Was, yeah, he'll be back. Because the, the word Stan was Bowman. he might have wanted to go because he and Stan Bowman are having issues. Rightly so. He was against the uh, Jalmerson trade. He was against uh, the Panarin trade, and he was right on both accounts. And Bowman, I mean, those are two. I have to be honest with you. Those are two absolutely fundamentally disastrous trades for the Blackhawks. Had they just left it alone, they'd be in the playoffs this year. Uh, or they'd be in the race for sure. They'd be there. They'd be there. Even with the, even with the goaltending injuries they suffered. Yeah, that really sunk them. I honestly, if Corey Crawford stay healthy, maybe they're in the playoffs. So, but that just strengthens your point, right? They didn't need to rip this team apart. They overreacted. They overreacted. Right. And I don't, I, I think for the Caps, fine, you've got this hot coaching prospect. But here's a guy that's already proven. The whole point is you want a guy that to prove he can win. Ah, but and he's what about winning. the shiny new thing? But, that's right? unproven. You have a coach that is already winning. Why are you uh, going with an unknown when you so have a known? Do you go with the veteran coach who's been there and whose winning percentage is over six hundred? Well, stuck I'm not in his even talking ways. about him. I'm just who, who is potentially stuck in his old old ways. Oh, ways. Okay. Winning ways, ways, ways that can't get past the second round. Oh man, oh, just like the last guy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, technically, I mean that was sarcasm, but it's technically it's, it's first I mean, <laughs> but listen, do do you do you want the scraggly vet who's been there? Like, let's say they're available. Let's say a guy with the resume of Mike Babcock is available. Do you want that guy, Joel Quinville? Sure. Or do you want some brand new guy managing the talent and ego of Alexander Ovechkin? Scraggly guy. Yeah, I kind of think so. You're going to just have the AHL call-up, literally a coaching Mm call-up. And, hey, Alex, you take instructions from this guy now. I want to bring up a name who was a hot young coaching prospect. Can you hit the TV first? Yeah, I can shut up. Thank you. Yeah. Dallas Eakins was well, the hottest prospect 
coming out of the AHL in terms of coaching. Now, he ended up in Edmonton. With a five-year deal. With a five-year deal. And didn't, I think he lasted the one year? Was it the one year? I might have been a year and a half. Wasn't long. Wasn't long. Now, is all of that his fault? Absolutely not. That was the height of the Oilers. That was peak Oilers he having got, the worst, worst management. He got one year and 31 games. Oof. So they Less than a year and a half. So they basically fed him to the Wolves because they didn't give him a chance. They didn't give him a goaltender. He had some great firepower up front, but it wasn't. It was like Eberle and Hall and Yakupov before we young really knew Nuge. that Yakupov wasn't going to be Super what they young thought. Nuge. Can you look up list of Oilers coaches? <laughs> oh sure. I just want to see. Like, at what point is it not the coach's fault? <laughs> I have it well, in I think front that, uh, of me. Okay, so we got. Oh my goodness, what years? Oh my goodness. Okay, so basically. Like, when do we even do this from? From the beginning of, like, the Eberly era, we'll say, which is, like, the rebuild Oilers. Start at Craig McTavish. Well, okay, we got Craig, Craig McTavish. Craig McTavish, which time? 2000-2001, uh, and then there is 2008 and 2009, followed by GM one McTavish. season. So, sorry, followed by 82 games of Pat Quinn. Tom Rennie lasted exactly two seasons. Ralph Kruger was there for just the 48-game Lockout shortened season. Eakins lasted less than a year and a half. Todd Nelson lasted 51 games. And Todd McClellan, who they're talking about firing, uh, 164 games. He's the longest tenured coach since Craig McTavish. Well, since Tom Rennie. Well, they're tied. I, gonna, I, I think he needs one more he's game. Gonna, that's, he's going to get one more game on uh, versus the Canucks is tomorrow he? night. Or is he? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm Imagine. Kidding. No, and then uh, he's going to be the longest tenured coach since Craig McTavish the first time. If Todd McClellan gets fired, um, he's above Bettman five hundred. And if yeah, and if Trotz if Trotz gets fired, if I am McClellan, I sign with McClellan in in Washington, and they give me a great team, and uh, all of a sudden I'm a great coach again. You know what's going to be because this is not Todd McClellan's fault. He's done some weird things this year for sure. The Oilers need to add like just the teeniest little bit of talent. And McDavid's there, Puyi will develop, and then they'll have a new coach in there, and they'll be like, this guy's a genius! If they had gotten... That's the only explanation! Coyotes anti-Ranta goaltending in the second half, they would have been push, pushing for a playoff spot right now. And he got a big deal. What was the, what was the deal? Uh, three years, 4.25 each year. Scott Darling money. One Roughly. funny thing about coaches being fired, this is going to be the first season since the 60s that the NHL has gone a whole season without a coach being fired. Well, that we know of. No one is surprised bad. <laughs> they could do it tomorrow. Oh, yes. Oh, that'd be such <laughs> a dick. Sunday. That'd be a dick. And they'd break that record, yeah. So, okay, <laughs> if they... Here's one. So what if a coach is fired Sunday, but they decide to cancel that game? <laughs> <laughs> was the season technically over? Yes. Uh, season was over. Uh, yeah. Because as Jesse what pointed out, how does the broadcaster make their money exist? back? No. <laughs> how does Sportsnet make their dollar? All I'm worried about is our, our industry surviving. I need to know this. <laughs> the concession workers what? aren't yeah. going to get paid yeah. that day. What about all the people what in that union? What is <laughs> We just turn into we American, American choppers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I think it was Gregor. Yeah, I thought yeah, no. we were going to Gregor. We were going different memes. Yeah. Different, Same different idea, memes. though. The American, that's a great Here's, meme. My only it's point my favorite this. meme. I, Easily. The SpongeBob standing next to the rock is my favorite from this week. That's a very good one. Um, there's a meme about all the memes that came out this week, and it was so relatable. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it's you put it on your so relatable post Tumblr? I did. I did. <laughs> it was like, oh, this week's been 
so difficult. There's been so many different memes to come out. And I was like, it's yes. A, it's a lot to stay on top it of. Has I don't uh, envy your job. <laughs> but here's my point is this. The point is just the cartoon. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it's your thing, Adam. My point in, 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 in hiring a coach is this. You want a coach that can win, right? Who can give you a chance. That's the point. Every year, every year, Barry Trotz wins and gives the Caps a chance. Why? Even if his contract's up, would you even consider this? How could this possibly be? When you get to the top eight, the second round, you are, it's literally a crapshoot at that point. A team gets hot, one goaltender gets hot, people lose their effing jobs. I think it's That's a, nuts. It's a great example of how hard it is to win in sports. It's super easy to be bad. Rebuilding's easy, I think, because you can be, like, hidden bad for a couple years and people will still be like, ah, they're figuring it out. Canucks. But, yeah, if you're consistently in second-round range every year, that means, like, you're not just a playoff team. You're a little bit better than that. You can win around every year, which means maybe we could get to the third round and maybe even win that. And then if we get that far, we got a chance. And if you're in you're 12 that range— wins. You're yeah, 12 wins away. If you're in that range long enough, I think it drives you a little bit nuts. Man. Drives you a little bit yeah, nuts. They've a, been there for over a decade. There's a purgatory in sports where it's like you have these elite teams that are going to be the championship teams, and then you have the bottom feeders. And then there's this little middle ground where you're like making the second round, but you're not quite getting the championship, and it screws you. It's called Because the, then you make dumb decisions like firing a great coach. St. Washington Jose <laughs> Shark Blue Puddles. It's called the Toronto Raptors for the last... Five years. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes, basically. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, LeBron. But you know, I guess, I guess, I just, I mean, at least the Raptors were never really favored, right? Mm-hmm. The Capitals were definitely favored last year and the mm-hmm. year before, and they just didn't do it. Now, hockey is such a team game. It is such a team game that it's hard to pin that. You can't even pin that on the coach. You can't even pin that on one play. You can't. You cannot oh. pin a loss on one player. Oh, Adam, watch me, said <laughs> hockey. <laughs> watch me! I, oh, you can't, except everyone does. Man, the whole point of having a coach is to have a winning coach. That's my point. I'm going to leave it there. How the hell can you not just re-sign him? Just be like, here's a contract call. As, now, as far as NHL executives are concerned, over the last two seasons, there's only been one winning coach, and that's Mike Sullivan. <laughs> <laughs> that's how they think, man. What that's a how they think. dumb way to look at the world. Yeah, well, you know, hockey. Um, so. If there's anything I've learned in the past 10 days, I don't know about you guys, but if there's one life lesson I've learned, it's that don't you ever bet on Jake Allen. Don't ever bet on Jake Allen, because I said the St. Louis Blues, oh, they're going to make it. Then they lose. The Hawks are going to keep them out of the playoffs. Which is Which they had beautiful. The lead. Beautiful. Oh, it's great for Blackhawks fans. Such a moral victory, It's eh? like the Undertaker losing the casket match and then dragging his opponent in there with him. Uh, that is basically what they're doing. To update your Duncan Keith stat, the worst, the lowest shooting percentage ever uh, for a season. Non-zero. Non-zero shooting percentage <laughs> in a season is 0.7. Uh, there were one, two, three, four, five guys at 0.7. Steve, if you want to read these names that I cannot read. Oh, my God. So, wait. Sorry, I also want to know what Duncan Keith is currently at with his second I, goal. I will tell you. 0.7. So, oh, my dear goodness. Okay, so there's a few guys tied. I'm just admiring the fact that there have been over 12,500 players who have... <laughs> 
I, I guess at least scored a goal in the NHL because they mm-hmm. have a shooting percentage over zero. Wow. Uh, Alexi Zitnik was 0.7 in 2001 and 2. Still at 34 points. Oh, One wow. goal and 33 assists. Uh, Jim Schoenfeld, also Buffalo. Harry Howell of the LA Kings in the 70s. Brad McCrimmon with Boston in the 80s. Wow. And Larry Brown. Who had two? Two goals. Oh, two goals. Wow, he must have taken a lot of shots. He did. 276. Uh, Larry Brown in the early 70s. You know what's amazing about that list? Not bad players. No. Like, none of them. No. no. All, all defense. Wait. Alexei Zhidnik was a defense? Yes. That was a long time I'm ago. Sure. I forget. Uh, and Duncan Keith's current shooting percentage is at the great number of... <laughs> The great number of one point one. Oh wow, wow! If I were him, I just don't take a shot the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah. Why take another shot? <laughs> Why wreck it? Okay, yeah. shouldn't talk about the uh, competition, but Ray Ferraro had a great story before the Devils game about the uh, the green jacket uh, with the expansion Thrashers. What did he? Okay, so the green jacket basically, you know, you know how scoring in golf works: the lowest score wins, whatever. So these guys all had like. Plus minuses that looked like they were having an amazing round at the Masters. (laughs) Okay. So someone on the expansion Thrashers was like minus 42 or something like that with like five games to go or something like that and got injured. (gasps) So Ferraro is out there in the, you know, like late 30s with along with a couple teammates and the guy who was minus 40 is on the massage table and they're like, man, you, you got to get like back out there. You got to get back in the lineup because we're going to end up winning this thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it was Yannick Tremblay who used to be on the Leafs, Leafs defenseman. He won it and uh, all night at like the end of your team party or whatever, they made him wear a green jacket. That is so terrible. That's really Dude, funny. Dude, you're the expansion thrasher. Yeah. Can I bring up something fun? about the thrashers? That was the most annoying last night. Sure. So Blake Wheeler got to 90 points. Yes. And he broke the re- he's now set a record for becoming the fourth player in Jets history to get 90 points. Who are the other guys who have hit 90 points in Jets in history? J- in Jets history, Jets Thrashers or so Jets the Coyotes? other guys he's now in company with are Dale Howard No, I'm kidding. Ilya Kovalchuk. Kovalchuk and Mark Savard. Healy never did? Healy never did. He wow. hit 89. But that's... Wow. But no. Blake Wheeler, no, isn't in company with Ilya Kovac. That's not the franchise. No. So NHL, give them their damn ba- records back. That's no, what, but the not Coyote the Coyotes should give franchise. the records back to the freaking to like, the Jets. It belongs ridiculous. to the city that it happened in, right? Yeah. Here's... Okay, here's what I don't understand. Because everyone's like, no. Okay, <laughs> fine. Technically, you're right. If you're an Arizona Coyotes fan... Why do you care? Why the hell would you care about a history you had no involvement in? Why would you care? And if you're a fan of another team, uh, the question, but in all caps, why would you care? It's, It's not even involving a team that you cheer for. I don't understand. I don't know. They're called the Jets. They play in Winnipeg. The people who watch them every night Grew up, or their parents grew up, watching Dale Howardchuck and Dallas Eakins, by the way, 
and the Bullen Wall, Nikolai Happy Bullen, play for the Jets every night. The who? The Jets. <laughs> I don't understand. But Steve, do you think what? That, no, no, Timu Solani set the record for the Arizona Coyotes with 132 <laughs> points. You bet. He did. He did. <laughs> he you bet he did. Record. He did it in Arizona, too. Don't yep. you forget it. Yeah. Well, and, and here's what gets me is that, like, do you think that Calgary Flames fans oh. give a shit about what happened with Atlanta? Can I care? Like, when over? the Atlanta Flames existed... Do you think the Calgary Flames fans are like, man, we really need those Atlanta Flames records? No, they don't care. No. People forget that that even existed. The <laughs> Thrashers and the Flames, Atlanta, should belong to that city. Yeah. You it's know why? that city. It's because the original Winnipeg Jets records are actually worth noting. <laughs> They're actually impressive. Right. So, mm, mine. Like, can I take my Leafs TV accomplishments and just bring them over to sports? Did you know that I, I was actually on the post-game show for Sportsnet, like, live a bunch of times? <laughs> <laughs> I was on the I was on the Sportsnet postgame show funny. with uh, Andy Petrillo a uh, ton of times. Andy Petrillo and Paul Hedrick and Bob McGill and us on the Sportsnet postgame show because records carry over. Yep, <laughs> they all carry over. That's so true. That's, that's, that's really a good. really I'm, great a, way to look yeah, at it. It's I don't a know. Perfect example. It's just I just feel so accomplished. You know. Oh, so you're saying it doesn't stay in the place where it happened? Listen, Jesse, I just want to talk about my fellow Sportsnet employee, Andy Petrillo, and, you know, how great it is that we've accomplished so much here together. I'm I'm really happy for you guys. You should. (laughs) I've edited highlights for Sportsnet as well. Mm -hmm. My three months at NHL Network carry over. That's how it works. Did you know that I have done Zoomobile commentary for for Sportsnet? uh, I did it for seven out of eight summers when I was... Uh, going I'm trying to think of a parallel of my career, and I cannot. <laughs> yeah, I cannot. I loved. I loved when I got to feed a giraffe at the Sportsnet. <laughs> I used to pack the tampon aisle at Kiss. Wow, isn't that crazy? That's pretty. That cool. was actually the feminine hygiene aisle. Was my aisle at Kiss, and that was right here, right here at Kiss ninety two five. Technically, yeah. Wow. And neat. I used to make pools at Kiss ninety two five. Have I told you about that? My pool making and stamp concrete days at Kiss ninety two five. Sportsnet has a pool. Yeah. Sportsnet Kiss 92.5. Wow. Very cool. It's Very true. cool. I think we've made the point. Yeah. A, a little bit. Yeah. We might have. But it was good. Yeah, that horse is uh, mulch. <laughs> Anyways, no, that horse is jam. Give the city oh, of there's another bingo. their damn records back. Yeah. Mussolini scored 76 goals for the Jets in Winnipeg. So Jake Allen, how did we get here? <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's I don't know. what it started on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here. Well, it started Let, with Adam being wrong. Let me just. About l- betting on Jake Allen? About saying the St. Louis Blues are guaranteed a playoff spot. Well, I thought they were going to make a push. <laughs> I thought they were like, ah, here's a team of destiny. And then and then I realized Jake Allen's their goalie. Well, hasn't uh, Carter Hutton been a net for them? Okay, so there have been a couple goalies who have been unbelievable. Well, they've helped carry their team into playoff contention, and I wasn't even aware <laughs> that they were doing as well as they were. Carter Hutton I had, like, in my peripheral vision. Connor, Connor Hellebuck, who's been insane. Connor Hellebuck's different, because the Jets have been, like, just murdering it all season, and uh, he had, like, one of the higher save percentages. Oh, so you mean, like, a low-key? Like, yeah, not, like, not un- well, unexpected and low-key about it. Like, Carter Hutton was near the top for a while, and I was like, oh, that's cute, and then he just kind of didn't move from that position and kept going, and I'm like... Is Carter Hutton good now? And then I saw that the Leafs had Keith Kincaid the other day against the Devils. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, backup treatment. And Kincaid's 
never really done anything in this league, so the Leafs should have an easy time with him. That was his 26th win. Mm-hmm. Corey Schneider. 49 in his career. Corey Schneider has really struggled this year. Uh, he is not, he's no longer the starter in New Jersey. And it's not like Kincaid's numbers are amazing. By the way, but, if I'm Calgary, I am ringing New Jersey's phone so hard for Corey Schneider. I want Corey Schneider so bad. He'll be back. He'll be back. Yeah. yeah. Hey, so we were talking about the Blackhawks a little bit there, as as often media outlets in hockey do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the Blackhawks, and I mentioned this before, overreacted to their first round loss last year. You don't say. I think the next team, I'm put money on it, and I think fireworks are about to blow up because of this. The next team to overreact because they were unsuccessful this season are the Calgary Flames. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So let's go through some call. of the let's go through some of the stuff that they've that that Brad Treliving has <laughs> said. Mm. Players unable to rise to the occasion, personnel issue, not being invested, too many people standing by, not enough leaders. And he's not even really pinning much of it on Glenn Galutzin. And Glenn Galutzin may lose his job anyway. And Eric Francis actually wrote a, a piece in the Car- Calgary Sun about how uh, it's really <laughs> Glenn funny. Glenn Galutzin is moving to Seattle. <laughs> Glenn Galutzin is a player-friendly coach, apparently, despite the stick-throwing. Um, and, you know, Bob Hartley was another guy that, that was successful there and then unsuccessful there the next year. Like, didn't he go from Jack Adams to fired? That was another one of the bloggers going, give it time. And then they gave it time, and oh, look, we were right. So, at this point, you have to think there's going to be some sort of major, major kapow. I think that, and they're they're talking about it. They're saying they're coming out and saying we need to make some changes. Flames fans, Dougie Hamilton. Why Dougie Hamilton? Let's talk. What do we got to do to make that happen? They're crazy if they let him go. They're crazy. Well, they're crazy. This whole conversation started because they're feeling a little crazy, which is weird because like Brad Treliving is a smart GM. Who's Very made smart. a bunch of smart moves. Brian Burke is his president. Yeah, but it's Brad's team, I think. I think it's Brad's team now. I think you're right. I don't but think But Brian Burke Burke's is... probably going to have something to say about this. Yeah, he is the he's president. He's getting old. Like, he doesn't want to wade into trades unless he does. <laughs> I don't know. Old, ha- old habits die hard, but. But uh, he's probably going, hey, what the hell? I, I mean, get, that's sort of his job. I just get the impression Dougie Hamilton's a guy they're considering. And also, like, you can't trade Travis Hamanick for less than what you got him for. Fun fact. <clears throat> one of the, I think, one or two other players with the lowest save percent- uh, shooting percentage in the NHL is Travis Hamanick. What did I say? Dunkey was at 1.1. Yes. Hamanick's sitting at 0.9. So he comes, he comes back wow. and has a total revival next season. So and people will be like, whoa, where did this come yeah. from? There you go. And they said that he wasn't the problem. They're, they're like, he is one of the best character guys on the team. It's just he hasn't had the best points production season. I wondered, I wondered this because the rumor, and I think this was confirmed, uh, forgive me if it's not, but the, 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 the almost true rumor we heard was that the Leafs were going to trade Van Riemsdyk to the Islanders for Hamannick at the draft on the draft floor. But, yeah, that was the package. But there may have been a player who didn't pick up their phone. Yeah, I've also heard that might have been part of it. I don't know exactly how true that is, but the Leafs were uh, taking a hard look at Hamannick. Did the Leafs, given how JVR's played, dodge a bullet this year? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And I would have done that deal in a second, by the way, last summer. In a heartbeat, I would have done it. Yeah. It's, 
everyone needs to stop complaining that the Leafs didn't get rid of JVR. Uh, there's a reason that they're in the playoffs right now, that they look like they actually have a shot at making some noise in the playoffs right now. And, you know, a lot of the people who are calling for a JVR trade are the same people who talk about the Leafs' surplus of, you know, young wingers and everything. Well, that that's what's going to allow you to just Let him have go. him walk. Yeah. Sometimes that happens when you're good. Oh, woe is you. <laughs> you know, you're so good. What You can't just... Life's not a video game. You can't just trade you can't, your expiring you can't always, players yeah, every year. You can't always do that. You know, you call around, and if there is a... If you can somehow find a JVR comparable with term left and trade JVR for that person, but that deal doesn't exist, I don't think... And there's only 30 other teams you can do a deal with, so sometimes the deal is just is not there. Yeah. So the oh. JVR deal, by the way, was from Arthur Staple, and he had reported that mm-hmm. Toronto was going to send JVR and a 2018 first-round pick for Hamnick. And a 2018 first-round pick? Wowzers. Yeah. yeah, no. Bullet dodged. Yeah, no. But yeah, uh, Garth no. Snow went in a different direction. Garth Snow shafted his team. No, he Snow didn't. was also trying to get uh, no, he didn't from Colorado. He got another lottery pick. Garth Snow made the right choice. Actually, yeah, what am I saying? Garth Snow got more. Toronto and, uh, and the Islanders both benefited from not doing that trade. There you go. Which is weird. That never happens, but that's kind of cool. I don't know. And, then, and in, then he threw his phone in the river. If you put JVR into this Islanders team. <laughs> oh, he's 40 goals for sure. Are With they Tavares? in the playoffs? Are they in the playoffs? No. Mm. They're even worse on defense than they already are. Like, I mean... Last I checked, the Islanders were 7th in goals 4. And they're not going to make the playoffs, And they're going to miss by man. quite a bit, yeah. Yeah, like, it's not close. And yeah, it's not like 1 or 2 points, yeah. That is... That should be on the bingo card. Every episode, Steve goes, I don't get the Islanders. And then Dallas says, hey, Islanders, you're doing a great job. Oh, uh, I want... <laughs> we need the KHL's Cup of Hope to come back for all the non-playoff teams, but have it just be the NHL. And I want to see a Dallas Islanders series. <laughs> the series, the Eight, defense forgot. Yeah. The series, the defense forgot. That would be sick. Kari Lettinen, but in road hockey pads. <laughs> and Thomas Grice wearing Glenn Healy's equipment. Every year there should be a Glenn playoff Healy. series. In the first Darren round, Bang was the goal. The guy I was looking for. Uh, sure. There should be a playoff series in the first round that goes on while the first round is happening, but doesn't actually matter for anything. So it's between two teams that didn't make the playoffs, but the fans get to vote on them. So you could vote on the Islanders and and Dallas to play, and just for fun, just to see what would happen. Have Arizona take on? Uh, we'll call it the John Scott Cup because it's voted on by the fans. Oh, right. <laughs> They vote for the winner of the game. <laughs> no, you don't vote for the winner of the game. No, they should vote for the winner of the game. No, they should game. No, it should be like American Idol. You text in during the game, and at the end of the game, out comes Sanjay Malakar. Yeah, that'd be amazing. One team scores five goals, the other only scores one, but fans voted. The other team wins. The fan vote counts for three goals. They only got enough votes to send the game to overtime. Yeah, because they only scored three goals, so then it was tied 4-4 or whatever. What if they, what if they voted on goalie interference calls, too? <laughs> text your vote in text now. The NHL can make... You charge 20 cents a oh text? Oh, my God. So much So money. much extra revenue. They're already at phone a friend. Yeah. <laughs> so that's in all Toronto. they got to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're already at phone a friend. We might as well. We're um, making it up. Let's we just should have run, fun. We should run the league. We should. We should. <laughs>
Just be a bonanza. Can I, can I talk to you about what I'm looking forward to so much? What? Having a beer tomorrow. Oh, at, the thing? At the live podcast. Yeah. I'm going to go on stage and have a beer. In front of people? Uh, Steve, just, that's very unprofessional. Well, you could do that anytime. Yeah, it's like, like, you, know, you could have written and had a beer. I, no, I nah, no, no, I, know I was too tired. No, but you could have right you could have just taken ten minutes and had a beer at any point in your entire life. But he didn't. No, in the last oh, month, I've had beer, but I want a beer tomorrow. Jesse, do you not understand anticipation? You never look forward to things. Like, for example, Dude, he's in his early tonight, 20s. He doesn't have to anticipate. Were you looking forward to just shitting on your friend, Stephen? <laughs> you must have been. Isn't it a great feeling now that you're here doing the thing? I prefer the term take a dookie. Oh, you're just dropping the old double deuce on your friend, Stephen. Mm-hmm. I'm looking so wh- forward to that, but in beer form. What is your question? It wasn't a question. I was <laughs> stating that I want oh, yeah. beer. All right. There wasn't a question. Here's the thing. Everybody that buys you a beer tomorrow, you should have to drink it. <laughs> 500 people. Let's do it. <laughs> Mrs. Dangles, you're driving. I'm kidding. That's not a thing. Let's not encourage drinking. Let's not encourage well, it's drinking. Against, it's against the broadcast laws in Canada. We're not allowed to encourage that people get really Can uh, irresponsibly drink on drunk. Stream? You can drink on stream for sure, but oh, you just don't real. want to encourage people to be irresponsibly drunk. That's oh, all I'm, listen, I'm, I'm being bad. I Adam. started this by saying I want a beer. And Jesse took it to I don't give a damn. And you took it to let's watch Steve get friggin' blotto. <laughs> I don't know. I gotta, I gotta, I'm new, just so tired. I got a new topic we gotta hit. We have several to go. So cool, get ready. Great. The Sedin's tributes were amazing, they really were. <laughs> the best one is the one that they put on themselves. Yeah, really. The question is, what now? And I don't understand this. Okay. Because you've got guys like uh, Dolan, who you got for Burroughs. You've got Gaudet. You've got Pedersen. And you've got players that are on... Dolan, who you got for Burroughs. Jonathan Dolan? Didn't you? Didn't they get him for the in the Burroughs trade? Oh, oh. Ugh. Sorry, I was thinking about Dolan. And I'm like, not Rasmus, beg not. your pardon, no, back up. No, 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 Dolan. This is not Dolan. Dolan. Right, right, Different. right, 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 right. Um, those guys might be ready to play in the NHL next year. But what a lot of people are talking about is that the, and, and Elliot Friedman brings this up in, in 31 Thoughts, and, and it's, they had some serious interest in, we've, we've talked about Tyler Bozak, that was sure. reported. Talked about potentially JVR. Michael Backlund was a name that they were linked to or that they were said to be interested in, but he's re-signed in Calgary, so that's already done. Right. So a lot of people are saying they want to fill this three, two or three-year gap before their younger players become stars with some, some veteran presence. And what I don't Stop. understand is why don't you just leave it and take on bad contracts? Like if I were Vancouver, the person I call is Pierre Dorian. And I go, Pierre, how can I save your job today? And I get, <laughs> I get your, I get your first round pick next year. Don't you? Don't you? Don't you do that? Isn't that how you do that? Or you and you get up, Mark Stone too. You call up your boss because you've been in hockey for long enough, and you tell him, "Let me do my friggin' job, or I'm leaving." And if he doesn't let you do it, quit. I want Jim Benning to have some self respect because if he is this tenured hockey man, one of the two hundred hockey men. Shoot, I think that's a bingo thing, too. Now it's in my head. If he is one of these tenured, smart hockey guys, I got to think that some of the last three seasons, 
has been ownership going, do better, sign some guys. Like, Spend our money. Yeah, he's got to know that a rebuild is the way to go. Especially, imagine if they win the draft lottery and they get Dalin, Dalin. Imagine. Plus all the other young guys they got, they'd be crazy to go out and waste money on random deals. Go out and get a few guys. Get some, a little bit of veteran presence, but like, don't sign five, six, seven year deals. What if you could get bo- seven, eight million dollars? What if they could get you? Because here's the thing. The, uh, it's been reported a lot of the a lot of the names in the industry who know are saying Carlson's done. We th- I think we saw that with the puck. The 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 puck him grabbing the puck in his last home game. Carlson's going to get traded and then not so. going on the road trip. And not going on the road trip. Now, I understand his need to be home. They're not going to the playoffs. You know, they've gone through a tough situation. That makes sense. I almost feel like if if he wasn't up, he would still do that anyway. I feel like that that's, you know, the kind of situation it is. But You've got Duchesne, you've got Stone, and you've got Carlson, who all next after next year will be unrestricted free agents. If I am Vancouver, I'm calling and going, okay, let me help you. I want Bobby Ryan, and I want Mark Stone. And then I will take, and you can give me, I will give you nothing, but I'll take Bobby Ryan's contract, and then I take Mark Stone and I flip him to a playoff contender whenever, whenever that deal comes up. So, and then, and they also, I mean, they got to do something about it. Like, I think Stone, Duchesne, and Carlson are gone here. They have to be. Duchesne, I don't know. But then Vancouver's stuck with Bobby Ryan until 2022. That doesn't make sense. (sighs) Well, this is the thing. I think, I was talking to someone about this today. I think something, it's a dumb sport. It's also magical. There's something about magic in hockey. And just the way the Sedins finished the season, I nailed it. I completely nailed it. They ended their season at home. Pat me on the back harder, (laughs) Jesse. They ended their season at home with a standing ovation. A 50-50 prize of 1.2 million. It was 1.2 million? Divided by two. Divided by two. You get 600 grand. Because people were in such a good mood. They're like, um, here's some money. It's a little skewed because the last game of the season every year, they collect all of the unclaimed oh. winnings and they add it to the final total of the last 50 50. That's insane. So it wasn't legitimate. I would go to the last game of the season every year then. Still. But <laughs> wow, I was about to say, holy mackerel, how'd they get that high? Yeah. There's something about magic. They ended with an applause. I just feel like the, the, uh, the Canucks built a lot of good karma. Sure. Over the last few days, I think they're going to win the draft lottery. And I think they're going to get Rasmus Dahlin. I do. And that's when the rebuild begins. I think that's when they t- tighten their head onto their neck mm-hmm. a little bit more. Okay. If they end up picking fifth, sixth again or whatever the hell, uh, yeah, I guess maybe they go out and they do the same thing as usual. But if you get this franchise changer of a player, mm-hmm. I think they go full rebuild. I I believe in my heart the Vancouver Canucks are going to win the draft lottery. I just, when Sid, Daniel Sedin scored that goal, I was like, that's it. They won. When Carlson was almost traded at the, at the deadline, it was brought up uh, that Toronto was looking for a second, second round pick at the trade deadline to potentially be in on someone. I saw that. Is there a chance, and I, this is a totally Toronto-centric question, so every other, other than a Leaf, if you're not a Leaf fan, yeah, enough roll your eyes. Enough about the Sedins and the Canucks. Roll your eyes. Is there a chance that Ottawa would trade Carlson to the Leafs? 
No. Could they ever get away with that? No. There's no way, eh? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't unless think... It, unless it was a trade that made the Leafs look bad. I know, well, for sure. We've talked about the Leafs being uh, dream makers now. Like, all these crazy things are happening that I never thought I would ever see in my life. Like, Babcock as the Leafs coach is still weird. Lou as the Leafs GM is still weird. Shanahan as the Leafs president is still weird. But I don't think they're nuts. And I don't think they're going to go out and spend a crazy amount on a guy like Carlson for one year. So they're going to give this boatload to the Sens for one year of a player. Mm. I just I just can't imagine it. Unless they do. But like, well, like, I mean, I think they, if Tampa, they got him, they'd re-sign him. Look at what Tampa gave up for McDonough. It's insane. It's a lot. You're going to give up more than that? Ugh. I don't know, man. Then who gets him? How do they trade him? That's a great question. Because who's going to give that up? Who has that to give up? I just can't imagine. Islanders. I just can't. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. I think it. Whoa. What do they give up, though? All the first in the world. Yo, Montreal's got a ton of picks. <laughs> and All room. four second rounders. Yeah, here you go. It's too go. bad Carlson isn't French-Canadian. They just go full OHL trade. <laughs> yeah. They just. My first, my four, my four seconds, my third, my fourth. Yeah. Have everything. Here you go. Um. It's a good question. I just don't know how you come out on the winning end of that trade. I don't know either. I think it's too much pressure on wherever he ends up to. But I just thought I'd bring up the question anyway. You, you need to be... It's got to be a team in a position like Tampa is. Like, they bet the farm. But they're in a position where they could. Mm-hmm. And they'll at, have McDonough next year. And it's to the point where, like, they didn't bet the farm. Like, they're so deep. <laughs> that well, even w- though they lost a lot, they... Could afford it. I wonder. The Steve, Leafs don't. Uh, the Leafs aren't so deep in the organization that they can afford to give up what Tampa did. They're not. No, you're absolutely right. There's some depth, but they're not that deep. Um, I wonder if McDonough's con or the McDonough trade could be comparable to what the Carlson trade will look like because they're getting McDonough for two playoff runs rather than one. Whereas if you could, you could make the argument for That's Carlson that the fact that they didn't get him for a trade run or a, a, a playoff run this year, maybe it's the same deal that that Tampa got. Like maybe it's the exact it's, same pieces. It's two runs and two players because you got JT Miller in there. I wonder. Right. Yeah, I wonder right if Tampa out. or I wonder if um if Ottawa just gets whatever that Tampa deal looks like something similar to that rather than more than because quite honestly, if you're just getting him for 82 games on a bad ankle and you know, and the playoffs, that's less than two runs. They get two shots with McDonough. One, one thing I've been called out on recently is just every year I go, this, is, this year is going to be nuts. <laughs> but, I mean, this year is going to be nuts. It is. That's a huge, this summer I should say, this, that's a huge shift in the NHL wherever Eric Carlson goes. Mm-hmm. It's going to be enormous. Um, but, yeah. sorry, I, no, I will try to satisfy Canucks fans. Because we sort of pulled the shoot on the Sedins. I don't know what else there is to say. It was just a great moment, and they deserved it. I thought it was super weird that they had a two-game goodbye party. Like, and it wasn't the whole season, or like at least a month, or something like that. I guess, but it it was They don't seem like the type that would want that. Exactly. Mm. It was beautifully Henrik and Daniel. Just very subtle in the background. 
Not loud, not noisy. You know what was annoying? What? Derek Jeter, the year he retired, uh, announced it before the season. And every single team he played, they trotted him out there at the beginning of the series and they gave him a present. And that was annoying because he had to see that all summer long. Who was the first I'm team? I'm glad we didn't get that with the city. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Who was the first team to give him a present? The first team they played that year. Well, they screwed it up for everyone. Why? Remember the Jays had because to Because then everyone has to the give Jays him a present. The Jays gave him a chair made of hockey, a rocking chair made of hockey sticks. I remember that because I thought it was so dumb. That is pretty Derek dumb. Derek Jeter <laughs> did not, he does not have that chair right now. No. That's not his thing. He, he gave it away. <laughs> no. He might have even thrown it out. It's probably, <laughs> probably still at the Rogers Center. It, well, yeah, he never he never brought it on the airplane, that's for sure. John probably. Gibbons does like his post-game press conference. Well, you know, we got And it's Jeter's chair. <laughs> yeah. It's just Jeter's hockey stick rocking chair. Anyways. Um I'm so I'm happy that the scenes did it in their Sedine way is where that, it's they should now. Is that for it. real they did that? I'm yeah, embarrassed. Yeah, it Why was did like they, they in like yeah. a cottage or something, and it was a bunch no, of No, That's embarrassing. Yeah. Um Every team did something corny. Also, so sorry, uh, Roberto Luongo, thousandth NHL game. No one cared, right? No one cared because it happened the same night as the Sedin game. You could call it thousand games for goalies. No laughing matter. No, that's a lot of that's games. That's incredible. He was drafted. I want to say ninety-seven, and all of those could have been for the Islanders, who still have a goaltending problem. Could have been the Leafs. Could have been him, the effing Leafs. Him and Chara. And Spezza could all be on the Islanders right now. Yeah, well, too bad. But Mike Milbury, student of the game, Mike Milbury. Oh, well, Adam, I mean, we haven't quite <sighs> seen peak Oleg Kavasha yet. <laughs> or Mark Parrish. No, they might They might really pan out. They might. You never know. Uh, the Oilers' defense, in case you didn't know, cannot score. Oh, this was making the rounds on Twitter. I believe it comes from 31 Thoughts as well. Whatever. Oh, I saw this. Entering Wednesday's game, Edmonton had 127 points from the defenseman, from their defenseman. That is 27th in the NHL. Nashville is best at 195, as you would expect. You'd expect Nashville to be yeah, number one sense. in that category. That is something the Oilers will address this offseason. It is a priority. So the way do you address that is you trade Oscar Clefbaum, obviously. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> right. That's a great point, Adam. Well, and we've identified that we are uh, lacking that thing that everyone wants. So this summer, we're going to go out and get that. What? Where? Free agency? Well, All right, have fun. If people instantly went back, and I can't, the, people's memories are long. The Jeff Petrie trade to Montreal when they got a second and a fifth. Dude, Jeff Schultz. Or Justin Schultz. Justin sorry. Schultz, yes. Failure, Justin Schultz. Quote unquote, failure, Justin Schultz. It's funny. We make fun of certain GMs for. Not doing anything, but like that would have been just what the doctor ordered for the Oilers over the past few years. Mm-hmm. I think Petrie has like forty points this year. Yeah, he's that been puts a, them, a rare bright spot on the Habs. That puts them mid pack in NHL defensive scoring. Just that one guy. Get a guy who can pass the puck. Get a guy who can make like a good first pass, <laughs> and you're the Oilers, man. You're fine. You're fine. By the way. Uh, I didn't tweet about this. Did you see maybe the worst penalty call I've ever seen against Jesse Pugliarvi the other night? No, I didn't. He wh- he got a penalty. It's <laughs> the video on Reddit was titled "Pugliarvi gets a penalty for being near someone," and that's actually what it was. What happened? Uh, someone fell down, and Pugliarvi got sent to the box for it. Wow! <laughs> His stick wasn't anywhere near the guy. 
Wasn't anywhere wow. near the guy. It was a terrible call. And Pugliari was just sitting in the box like, all right, fine. It's just a microcosm of my season. I don't even care. You can't hurt my feelings anymore. They're I'm not going to put me on the David's wing anyway. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> don't care, Stripes. <sighs> Jesse, are you looking up the rocking chair story? <laughs> I, have a, I have a giant list of gifts Derek Jeter received. All right, let's go through them. Let's go through them. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> what are those? So the Houston oh, Astros. Steve, don't blow it. Don't blow it. Don't blow it. The Houston don't Astros. Look. Steve, don't look. Gave Derek Jeter golf clubs and cowboy boots. Yankee cowboy boots. Yankee cowboy. The Los Angeles Angels. What do you think they gave him? Like he couldn't get that stuff. <laughs> what do you, hey, what do you Nick, think? Hey, New LA. York Yankees, um, can I get some cowboy boots? That's all he would have had to do. <laughs> he, I think he would just snap his fingers and like someone would know. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. What do you think they got, Derek Jeter? Angels in the outfield on DVD. <laughs> a Ducks jersey. A paddleboard. Uh-huh. A, a giant Yankees paddleboard, if you want to take a look. Yo, that's a huge paddleboard. Yeah. That's that's a that's a twelve foot paddleboard. It's board like a right novelty paddleboard. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's <laughs> enormous. It's like the clown car of paddleboards. <laughs> it's huge. I've used a paddleboard. Like it's that is not. Do that you think good. there's something comical about the size of my paddleboard? <laughs> Unless Mike Trout and Derek Jeter are very small in that picture. <laughs> I Unless mean, maybe. Tiny? I don't. Anyways. The local little league team came out and presented. <laughs> holy crap! Some of those, some of these are just normal, like a gold-plated bat. That's nice. Um, like that's you that's can hang that. Can hang that. Yeah. Derek Jeter might keep that. The Mets got him a cake. Like that's reasonable. You get somebody a cake. That's the best the Mets can do. Here's twenty dollars. Here's a gift. Here's a gift <laughs> card to definitely. Farm Boy. <laughs> if you were Derek Jeter, would you eat a cake that the Mets got? No. You? no. Hell no. The, there is uh, a lot of laxatives. there's a lot of boogers in that. Yeah, boogers and laxatives. I'm the, actually surprised that's all the Mets got him. Yeah. That's really they, they also made him this this tile thingy. I, I don't know what it's made of. It oh, it's, be, oh, it's like Mets. I it's, think it, it's in Mets colors. What? Oh, at the top it's Mets colors and the it's bottom it's Yankees It's a subway tile mosaic. So I think it might be made oh, of okay. like the subway. Because, like you know, the, yeah. The, subway they, series. Subway series, that was one of the best, yeah, yeah. best lead up to a World Series that ended up just being a total sweep, but it was so much it fun. Was, all right, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's kind of cool. Um, I'll give it to him. The Cubs got him a, a piece of the outfield scoreboard from Wrigley Field. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. There that's you go. Good job. Oh, cool. yeah. Good job. The chair story is from the White Sox. Oh, thank not God. Not the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays one I'll bring up. It's also interesting, but I, I got the ones wrong. So the White Sox got him this, this bench made of, made of bases and bats. That that's you, better than hockey stick chair. But I don't and think it's still sittable. in Chicago. And not sittable. <laughs> that is still in Chicago. So they got I him that. If I, I would have wanted a gold plate. Be gold-plated pizza from Chicago. They gave that the to White Barack Sox Obama. Noted White Sox fan. Uh, Seattle just donated to his charity and got him a base from That's the field. great! Fantastic! There you go. The Minnesota Twins also just gave him a base from the field and donated to his charity. The Cleveland Indians, though, they gave him what Derek Jeter needs, an electric guitar. <laughs> oh, because they're the Rock and Roll, oh. City. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. It's, it's, at least it's custom made. And, yo, it's a Gibson Les Paul. That's... That's all right. He's going to play it, though. Can we just talk about He how... can hang it on his wall. <laughs> he can hang it on his wall. Come I'm on, we him that. I'm hating. Can we talk about how George Costanza used to work for the Yankees mm-hmm. and the Mariners did what George Costanza did? Oh, I've made a charitable donation in your name. <laughs> That's exactly what they did. So the Toronto Blue Jays, they gifted Derek Jeter with a three-night luxury trip to Banff. 
you're joking. <laughs> it's complete with a helicopter tour of the Rocky Mountains and Jeter's choice of golf or ski lessons. They couldn't get them both? <laughs> no, one or the other. That is such a contra deal. That's a that's a we didn't pay for this. We gave away free advertising. Yeah, there's that's no way. Not even <laughs> there's no way. Okay, the Astros one is crap, but it's at least hokey. And like ah, like Banff is three and a half hours flight away. That's did not they get Toronto. Him a flight? Did they did the flight is the flight included? I, not that I that matters know. to him, but I don't know. That better be a first class flight. Derek Jeter is rich enough to take, like, a B-52 bomber to Banff in about 20 minutes. Are you proud of your team? No. no. I'm very ashamed of the Blue Jays right am now. I, am I surprised by that move? No. Uh, that is, that's no. easily the worst one that you read. We can do two more. On top of the giant I think, novelty. <laughs> I think given, <laughs> given the time that was for the Blue Jays, I don't think that would happen today. <laughs> Are you saying the management's a little better? I think that the I think that the people who are in PR today, uh, and I'm not kidding on this one. Mm-hmm. I think they're better. I think they're much, much, much better. You could have given them leaf season seats; it would have been more valuable. Could have given them Jay season seats. Could have given them tickets. <laughs> could have to- given them the Florida Marlins. He <laughs> <laughs> got that anyway. Yeah. So what go. did they give him? Ooh, let me see if it's on this list. Da-da-da-da. Whatever he wanted, I guess. Florida. Man, Bamf. Sorry, I gotta look through it. The Which Rays, is great, I guess. For a normal person. Yeah, but not Derek, Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter has signed a $189 million contract. Plus all the endorsements he ever did. Come on. I hey, honey. The this, yes. Uh, the, they're not Rich on there? baseball player? The, the Marlins probably got him nothing. They didn't Jeffrey play the Marlins Lord. that year. Because you remember that's the uh, NL. Right. So you don't play every team. Yeah, well, the Marlins probably wouldn't have got him anything anyway. Again, Jeffrey Laurie. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays got him a kayak. It's 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 also novelty size. Why is that Tampa? Like, really? <laughs> Tampa? Yeah. Who come get a Yeah. No one's swimming in fresh water in Florida ever, ever, ever. <laughs> like they all just they put their heads together. They all the baseball teams had like a group text going. Okay, things that we know he likes floating. Uh, they should have just got Alberta. No, they, what were you gonna say, Adam? They should have gone my Well, there's a couple things that Jeff or that, that Derek Jeter likes, which are dating supermodels <laughs> and doing outdoor sports. That's what he's he's always with a supermodel or was at least always with a supermodel. Yeah, they should give him something he needs, like he, they should signed just be- baseballs and gift baskets. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that the thing with him? He used to give that to the people he hooked up with. Yes. Apparently, supposedly, that is the story. He must be running out. The real There's gift only... for him would have been Leonardo DiCaprio's black book. That, that would have been. <laughs> What's that? Leonardo you know, DiCaprio's like black... phone numbers. You know, oh, like a little black book. You keep all girls' yeah. phone numbers. Then you never heard that term? No. Oh. Wow, Jesse's younger than you. You've never, you've never heard that. Yeah, term? that's an old term. Like black book. The freak? Dirty, like, don't look at me like, oh, and, we, and yet yeah. we know it. Weird. I know, but I've heard of it, Steve. Oh, Jesse, that's a great one. Let me take the pencil out from behind my ear and jot it down <laughs> in my black I'm just book. Saying, I mean, uh, and- final one the Baltimore Orioles got him a bucket of Maryland crabs. <laughs> okay, Chase, you're <laughs> off the hook. They got him a bucket of crabs. They got him a bucket of crabs. Hey, 
if he wasn't careful, it might not have been the first time. If you know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, perhaps, oh, it's a joke. Oh, Adam Wild. Oh, Adam Wild, and not Steve Dangle or Jesse Blake. <laughs> no. Oh, Good thing Adam Wild. I said if he wasn't said that. Oh, I advocate Wild. safe sex. Adam and Wild. not obnoxious drinking. How how could you, Adam Wild? Saturday night. Rec Adam room. Wild of Kiss Night Two Five and Breakfast Television. <laughs> Uh, hey, um, Bob McKenzie says that Buffalo will be making some trades this summer. And by making some <laughs> trades, <laughs> by, by making some trades, he means that there are going to be players that ask to be traded, that are, that hey, I guess he knows that there are people asking for a way out, and there are guys that Buffalo is like, you're out of here. Get, get the hell out of town. This season, Buffalo has clinched their third last place finish in the last five years. And yet... In the last four, and Vancouver's still, still the worst team. Which is How is that possible? <laughs> I don't know. I <laughs> mean, third Buffalo, last in five years. Buffalo Three must have five. charged up the standings one year to finish 22nd <laughs> or something like that. Um, hmm. They're just legendarily bad. And then the idea that they're going to be getting rid of more players. Like, at what point do you ice an NHL team? Like, <laughs> they're so bad. They keep trading them away. And they beat the Leafs sometimes. Man, but that's why, again, I'm calling Montreal and going, how much do you want for Ryan O'Reilly? Or how much can you give me for Ryan O'Reilly? Because the Montreal's, I don't think Tavares is going to Montreal. When, I know everybody's making that thing. I think, quite, quite honestly, most likely he ends up back in the island. Yeah. But if if they lose out on him, Ryan O'Reilly, man. Ryan O'Reilly. But when the draft. does Buffalo start building a team and stop? Just tearing everything apart. That is a very yeah. decent question. When do they like rebuild? Is a seven-letter word, and they forgot the final five. <laughs> like, there's no, there's no build. Did I count that right? Yeah, I did. I don't. Uh, I don't even know what their their farm team looks like. Uh, me neither, to be honest. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Leonard. I got to imagine is the get the hell out of here guy, because. There's been rumors about that for like, and then know, you will play now. goalie because who else is there left? Why like, not? Why not? I hear Anthony Nimi's looking for a job. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I, what do you what do you do? What do you even do there? <laughs> do you honestly? Uh, to me, I just you just stop picking at it. Just stop picking at it. Trade Ryan O'Reilly. Trade some of the bigger salaries on that team because there are some t- salaries on that team that just don't need to be there. But. Well, Beyond that, draft well. And let them the, grow together. That's the only way you're going to get out of this. That's the, the only Kings, way you're going to get out of this. The Penguins, the Blackhawks, the Bruins, they draft well and they let them develop together. The Red Wings long ago. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily now, but once upon a time. I think there's something to be said for developing together. I agree. It makes you better players. Well, if you look at the reaction when Andreas Janssen scored his first goal, and it was, who was on the ice? It was Kapanen, Nylander, Dermott, Hyman, mm-hmm. and Hyman. And Carrick. And Carrick. All guys. We might have got one wrong. One wrong. But. but it was all guys that he were, Nylander, because I, I don't think my, Matthews was playing. Nylander was the center, and then it was Hyman. Hyman was definitely there. Carrick was definitely there. Dermott was definitely there. It was everyone. Everyone he played with. Yeah. Had, and 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 that was so cool. What a great moment that all five of those guys had played on the Marlies together at one point or another, mm-hmm. and they were all that jacked for each other. Another benefit of having the team in the city mm-hmm. as well, having mm-hmm. the Marlies in the city. And, like, if, you know, if... I, guess the, I was thinking of the commercial, taking the bus up. <laughs> Do you want to take a, a cab ride to the Air Canada Center? 
<laughs> yeah, that one. Or a bust of Peoria. Yeah. Anyway, um, seen that a million times. It's, boy, I'm really glad they don't do that anymore. <laughs> there were a couple things Burke tried, and I admire the effort, but boy, no. Um, where was I going with that? Oh, yeah, like, if you look at the Leafs, like, social media, like, they're friends. They're friends. And, like, it's never really mattered who was called up and on the team and who wasn't. Like, they still all talk. Like, Dermot and, like, Andrew Nielsen, I think, are, like, still really good friends. And Garrett Spark seems to be a bit of a social butterfly despite, like, I don't know, what was he with the Leafs? Two games? Mm -hmm. Something like that as a backup? Sorry? One of them was a shout-out. Oh, you mean, like, oh, you mean this season? Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. Well, I think they're probably training close to the same spots. I mean, they're, they're just a couple blocks away from each other. The exact same spots, you know? And I, I, it helps that they're good. It helps that they're good. But uh, a team that is developed together, I think, just has a much better chance of succeeding. And Buffalo, like, the one thing I've always gotten out of watching the Sabres and, like, paying attention to the Sabres is they always just seem sad and mad and don't want... They don't look like they like playing hockey. When Jack Eichel scored against the Leafs, I, uh, a couple games ago, not the last one, but um, I, I know what you mean. He, the, he had like a fuck yeah moment, right? Mm-hmm. Like he, he likes scoring saw, against the Leafs. He does. And it was kind of like, it was almost like he was letting the season out. And it was kind of like, okay, I get this. They bring it up for the Leafs, for sure. There is a hockey team there. But there's something, I mean, if you're if you're beating the Leafs, they they outplayed them that night, straight up. Yep. If if you if you could get that effort every night, and I wonder what's holding them back from that. Talent. Dude, <laughs> look at the roster that they ice every night. Like Jack Eichel is the beating heart of that team. Sure. Uh the talent, the attitude, the everything. Build around him, let them marinate, let them all become friends, and watch your success. I think I think that's what they have to do. That and trade Robin Leonard. <laughs> um, now we've talked a lot about the Leafs' defense recently, and I've been a big proponent of John Carlson. Recently, well, a lot. But what to do about it once the season ends? And I know we're getting a little ahead of ourselves because the playoffs start next week, and it's a little bit weird. Like it's almost like there's this calm before the storm. Everybody's kind of just quietly ignoring the fact that the playoffs start next week and how freaking exciting that is. But well, we're all kind of like. <laughs> You know, it's hard to visualize because there isn't there at the time we're recording this anyway. There's only one confirmed series. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Winnipeg, yeah. Minnesota. That's the only one. Yeah, yeah. that'll yeah. be a fun series, by the way. Oh yeah, coldest city in Canada versus the coldest city in the United States. <laughs> How far of a drive is that? I don't think it's far. I think, I don't think it's far at all. It. If I mean, if you're from Winnipeg, you're used to driving like six hours at a time anyway. Yeah, so you're probably fine with it. Jesse, thought- what, what were you gonna say? I thought you were gonna say something. No? What every, were we talking about? Every time I go, I was just going to the, say? I was getting into the like, Leafs defense here. I've never had a thought in my life. I don't know what you're talking it about. It was about Steve. the playoffs. Doesn't feel like the playoffs. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I think it comes I back was, to you. No. If it comes back to you, bring it up. I don't think I had a thought, Steve. I think that's a bingo. He doesn't think. Oh! Jesse's not thinking. Is that a bingo one too? Nah. Yeah, one of the bingo things is... I hate this. I think it's asking Jesse and uh, he says I want to stop have anything We've We've talked a lot about the Leafs defense and Drag Like Pull had a really good take. Today, <laughs> he had a really good take. Five-hour drive. He said, my solution to the Leafs' defense is play Gardner and Riley together and then go find yourself a second-pairing defenseman. Okay. Good. Because the no- And now James Myrtle repl- responded with an article he wrote in December. 
And it goes into some of the numbers of Gardner and Riley together. And it's weird. They're really good. That's fine. Can I... Listen, I, I know this isn't the most fun thing to say, especially when it comes to, like, hockey talk. But I don't care. You don't? Not right now, I don't. I care. The playoffs start one game from now. There's nothing to talk about until that game's finished. Why not talk about... We could t- I mean, we have talked about the Tampa matchup the versus Boston. the Boston matchup ad nauseum. But, like, I don't know. It just feels like a waste of time to talk about that. Does it? Yes, it does. Hey, you know what the Leafs should do next year? Well, how about this year? I'm just throwing this out how there. How about we're how almost about at the most exciting step. part of this year? Listen. And I don't I get care. It. I get it. I totally get it. But let me just quickly put this out here, even Go. though you don't care. Go ahead. If Zaitsev regains 90% of his game from last year, because he's playing about 50% right now. Yeah. And you've got Dermott, and Calvin DeHaan is available. Yeah, I'm into it. But Steve. I'm totally into it. What about next Thursday? All right, all right. The might be playing. All right, fine. Fine, 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 fine. All right, if you guys want to, if this interests you more. don't you guys this. Like, hey, Steve, (laughs) what do you think about this? The Leafs defense, but they add a good player. Listen. Hey, I'm all for that. I'm just trying to bring up talking points here, okay? I get it. And... so the next thing, so you don't care. All the next thing is, let's let's. I'm I'm quoting Jesse from our private message conversation on this next topic. We're moving mm. on. Mm. Yeah, you're not quoting me. Quoting you. Are you quoting? You said me? you are all in. I oh. won't. I won't quote how you are. <laughs> don't quote that. You are all in. I won't quote directly <laughs> how you said it. Jesse is all in for Taylor Hall for Hart. All in. Yeah. So I listened back to last episode, and Taylor Hall wasn't one of my three. I was wrong. Did I? I picked him, right? Did I pick him? You did. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, I don't know so. where you were. It was ranked like him. Hall, McDavid, and then no. I don't think you had McDavid, uh, or maybe <laughs> you did. Doesn't matter. You had Hall. I did not, uh, and I was wrong. Taylor Hall should uh, probably <laughs> win the Hart Trophy. To be fair, you said, "Well, this will change tomorrow." <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it did. It literally did. The next day, I was like, "Taylor Hall yeah. wasn't one of my three. No, I looked at like every argument, Adam, you made for McDavid. Mm-hmm. I was thinking it just it applies to Taylor Hall, sure. Except his team is good. Well, yeah. Okay. Can you go to the like league's leading scores? Because what I didn't understand about the whole McDavid argument is people are talking about him like he's head and shoulders above everybody else, which is it's seven points up on Claude Giroux. Come on, he's seven points up. That's it. And Taylor Hall's missed a few games, and he's at 93 points. In 76 points. games, Taylor Hall is at 93. So that puts him on, like, a, probably on, like, pr- pretty close to Giroux-Kucherov territory if he's healthy. Yeah, and the one thing we kept looking at were the team comparisons. We, we kept looking at, hey, uh, Malkin has Crosby, and um, McDavid is so far ahead of Dreisaitl, but then we looked at it, it wasn't actually that far. And then somebody posted Taylor Hall's numbers and how ahead he is on New Jersey. And if I could pull them up here. New Jersey stats. Someone talk while I pull this up. Well, what I remember is just, so they made the Henrik for Vatanen trade. And I remember being like, oh, okay, Vatanen's a guy they could use. But, boy, up front, uh, who else do they got? And the so, answer was Taylor Hall and Taylor Hall. <laughs> so it goes Taylor Hall at 93 points. Then Mr. Nico has 51 points. 
Nico Heischer. He's not had a bad season for a guy that wasn't supposed to have a great season. Well, and you talk about winning the draft lottery, completely changing your fortunes. Like, he wasn't supposed to be this good, was he? Right away? And then, not 51 who points, the no. hell is Will Butcher? He was the guy, the Leafs actually made a, he was, he was signed out of the NCAA, he won the Hobie Baker, didn't he? He was, I want to say, a draft pick of the Avalanche who didn't want to sign there. And the Devils and Avalanche basically swapped NCAA prospects. I don't remember who the guy is in, oh, Clayton Kerfoot, I think, mm-hmm. in Colorado. They they're both had actually really good seasons, I think. But coming into this year, if I told you Will Butcher will be the third leading scorer on a playoff team. Fourth. No, technically tied for third. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. Sorry. Part of the That's reason. Apparently, because I think you Tor- say Jesse, you're crazy. Was Toronto? Hold on. Before I answer that, <laughs> so was Toronto bad. not in on Will, Will Butcher, and he didn't want to come because they couldn't guarantee him a, a spot? So oh, we went to the Devils. I don't know. Maybe. That was that was the thing. He wanted to be on an NHL team. That was his <laughs> his thing. So so Jesse, to, to your point, no, there's no way I could have predicted. I, there's no, absolutely no way. I'm sorry. Can I just read the list of players with 30 or more points on the Devils? Taylor Hall, 93. Nico Heischer, 51. Kyle Palmieri and Will Butcher, 44. Jesper Bratt, 35. Miles Wood, 30. Mm. So I look at those like... Yeah, Taylor Hall wins a heart. <laughs> I look at those just baseline stats, and you see how far and ahead Taylor Hall is on a team that wasn't supposed to be this good. And he dragged them to the playoffs mm-hmm. with his other fast, young, talented guys. And I think he deserves to win the heart trophy. He's now, the most valuable player in the sense of the word. That's my argument. If you really want to get uh, nerdy about it, Manny Elk had a tweet where, um, you know, hockey's kind of been playing with uh, wins above replacement mm-hmm. war stats. Best Con- baseball stat to ever exist. Connor it McDavid's is. is so far ahead <laughs> of everybody really? else's. His is uh, 7.16 wins above replacement. The next guy is William Carlson, which I'm already looking at the stat like, are you sure? But uh, he's second with 5.59. McDavid was 7.16. He's 5.59, followed by Kucherov, 5.3. Taylor Hall is ninth, actually, at 3.95. So hockey war is a little skewed. Yeah, I don't like, understand how it works, so I'm not going to try to explain it. Yeah, because a regular good player should be above a replacement-level player. It doesn't sound like there's many players that are that far and ahead of a replacement-level player because that's the amount of wins you're adding over an average-level player. Hmm. Out, out of a zero player, McDavid adds, what is it, 7.1 wins to his team. Yes. So, but that doesn't... But that then you're doesn't, penalizing him for being... On a bad team. Well, in Marshawn, no, 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 because no, it's not for your team. It's for just a player, a player who was inserted into the lineup. But that doesn't sound like there's enough guys who are above replacement level. That's so, weird like, to me. on the Oilers? So, no, just in general. Oh, I was because say, I could have told you that. Because at nine, you get to three wins above replacement when the top players in the league should all be above, like, five replacement wins. Like, Crosby is definitely, like, adding at least a whole bunch of wins to his team. So, I don't know, the stat sounds Brock, funny to me. Brock Besser, Brock Besser is 12th with 3.57. Wow. So, yeah, McDavid sense. is more than twice the 12th place guy. <laughs> Which doesn't... Really? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really understand to it, to be it. totally honest. Yeah, um, yeah. You know who's a guy who is also on this list and should not be nominated for the heart, but 
he deserves major props anyway. Eric Stahl scored 40 goals and he's seventh on this list. 30, actually, what is 4. it? 33 assists too. He's had an incredible season. Who told him? Who threw out Eric Stahl's calendar? He has no idea what year it is. 41, uh, 34. Yeah. He's no. He's he's had an absolutely unbelievable Who threw season. Out his calendar and well, and similarly to Taylor Hall, did the Wild make it without Eric Stahl? I mean, there's not a ton uh, of teams. I mean, they have Parise and Suter. And isn't Suter, uh, didn't Suter get injured? I don't remember. I think, I think Suter's injured. I don't remember. He might miss the playoffs, I think. I'm fading. We got a live show tomorrow. Should so we, are, are you telling me to, to wrap it up? Yeah, yeah a little bit. <laughs> wow, first you tell me you're not interested in the topic I bring, bring up, which I think is very interesting. And then Adam, the playoffs started on Wednesday. Yeah. How could we consider anything else? E- even though that's all we've been talking about leading up to this. But fine. But fine. And now you're telling me to wrap it up? Man? I'm just so sick of talking about the, the Leafs next year. Can I Can I do something instead of the press, press are you, conference? Are okay. you John Tavares conversationalist? Yes. Are you really tar- tired of it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm just over here John doing my goddamn Tavares, job. There's a little bit that's more meat on the bone. It's a little sexier to talk about. John Tavares coming to the Leafs instead of like, I don't know, how about we add like this second slash third Baron guy? All right. Whoa. I was just following up an old conversation. Apparently, because Adam's done to give bring up topics because Steve hates them all. And uh, <laughs> he's a hater. And Let's Steve, be in a fight tomorrow. And Steve doesn't want to. Steve doesn't want to talk hockey. And then we'll so. get drunk too, and then we'll actually fight. I'll throw a dolly at your bus. <laughs> so if you, if you guys if you guys will let me, I'd like to end all hockey talk until the next episode. Great. Sure. Are we going into the press conference? I guess so. Yeah, yeah, we got to do that. He so said this is a, the press conference replacement. Give it a second. Oh, okay. The presser. S-D-P. I think that's enough time. The, for the Steve press conference. Dangle press conference. Sounds good. Oh, yeah. Sounds, Sounds great. great. In here. So I have a list of the 100 best minor league baseball player names of this season. Oh, this would be great. And Shoot, just I when I thought scanned, I was going to go home on time. I well, scanned through this list, and it might be the greatest list of names that have ever existed. Okay, so let's let's just roll, man. <sighs> Baseball's got some names, man. Chuck Knobloch. Come Stub- on. Stubby Clap, Canadian baseball player. Billy Koch. I'm going to start at random number, like uh, 62. Oh, that's not where I thought you were going with that. <laughs> <laughs> random number 69. <laughs> 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 <Six numbers>. <laughs> <laughs> we got J.D. Hammer. <laughs> and that's associates. <laughs> that's who his team. He's a lawyer for sure. He's, he's a, a personal injury lawyer for he plays sure. Class A advanced in Clearwater, Florida. He's a right-handed pitcher for the Phillies. JD Hammer is Saul Goodman's nemesis. Yeah. <laughs> ah, JD Hammer always stealing my business. JD Hammer got me the money I deserved. When the insurance company <laughs> says no, JD drops the hammer. At fifty-one on the list, Blinger Perez. Whoa! Blinger? Blinger Perez. Blinger Perez. His name was Blinger before the word bling was even cool. It was. Wow. That's cool. He's a uh, first baseman in the Padres system, playing in the Arizona Fall League for the uh, Rookie that's, League Padres. Yeah, that's too bad, because even if he makes the MLB, he's still got to play for the Padres, which, <laughs> that sucks. But, he gets to live near, if he, if he makes it, though, he gets to live in San Diego, which is sweet. On top of having a great baseball name, he's also got a built-in hockey nickname if he decides to change career plans. 
dude, Blinger. Oh. No. Oh, yeah, you know, I saw Blinger was wide open there on the wing, and I just gave it to him. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have another good old hockey name. Maddie Marty. Number 47, Caden Lemons. Caden Lemons is a Canadian <laughs> baseball player. I've from, never been so Calgary. sure of anything in my life. Caden Lemons thinks Brooklyn Barbecue is taking over the world. <laughs> He's a right-handed pitcher in the Brewers system. Plays in the Arizona Fall League. Caden Lemmings definitely watches documentaries on Netflix. Oh, <laughs> you're Caden Lemmings? <laughs> Not history documentaries, like like the, oh, the, the meat okay. ones. You know, the farming ones where they like, cows are tortured. Number 41 on the list is just unfortunate because his, his parents should have thought of this. The guy's name is Blake Drake. I Why? think they did. <laughs> Why? I'm firing my parents. He's telling it like it is. <laughs> It's Blake's trick. <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> Number 37. Let's move on. That was very... This is a right-handed pitcher. That was very meta. this room. Yeah. Plays in the... Uh, plays for Midland in AA. Athletic system. Oakland would be a nice place to live if it gets called up eventually. Sure. His name is Dustin Hurlbutt. He's got to be a pitcher. Yeah, he is a right-handed pitcher. Amazing. Hurlbutt on the mound. Dustin Hurlbutt. <laughs> what do you do when you're late for the school bus? You Hurlbutt. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like hauling ass. I, I, oh, it's, I know. It's, but it's Hurlbutt. I, I get it. I played a hockey with a Ben oh Hurlbutt. God. He was a good goalie. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to run through a couple of these in the 20s quickly. I'm so 28. Xavier Javier. Javier. It was just <laughs> Too your, parents, your parents should have known. <laughs> honey, honey, it's okay. He's going to play minor league baseball. <laughs> Trust me. Tiger's right-handed pitcher. <laughs> GCL uh, Rookie League plays there. Uh, I thought that was a name. I thought, his last name, I thought his name was GCL Rookie League. I was like, wow. Coming in they at 39. Really knew. We have GCL Rookie League. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how to do this last name. Number 23, Jefferson Yanuzi. No. It can't be Jefferson? Nope, he's correct. <laughs> how do you know it's a soft J? Yeah, okay. It's spelled with a Y. Y-E-F-F-E-R-S-S-O-N. Yanuzi, which I think is Italian. Italian, yeah, 100%. Which begs the question, <laughs> Jefferson? What? Why did you What nationality is that? Jefferson. <laughs> Banff. Specifically Banff. <laughs> like Jefferson? Tom, Thomas Jefferson? I wonder if there's a connection. No. That no. is... Yeah, okay, what nationality is that? That's uh, the country of getting your wisdom teeth removed before naming your child. That, that's, that's what wow. nationality okay. that is. Number right. 21, Steel Russell. That's uh, good. S-T-E-E-L. I would like it in reverse, though. I want to be Russell Steele. Because mm. then you can be many things. You can be a baseball guy. You can be a, um, a, a porn star. You can be many things. There's many well, things you can be with Russell Steele. You can be a, an injury lawyer, <laughs> for sure. It'd be great if he was just, you know, kind <laughs> of a... Lawyer. For sure an injury lawyer. <laughs> just, Russell, don't get caught in the steel trap. You know uh, what I'm saying? Uh, Insurance companies. I think I think this guy could be the best injury lawyer of ever. All right, all right. Uh, Cardinals second baseman plays for Johnson City in the rookie league. JD murders. 
Imagine, imagine. I want to know what JD stands for now. I, me too. Imagine love he just know. he hits a, a he hits a big home run on the front page the next day. Murder in the first degree. Oh. Right? Or was he a first round pick? Murder in the first round. Hey, what JD stands for? Like Jefferson <laughs> Dippers, except with the J, John, yeah. and not like this other John Jefferson. Denver. No, no, it's spelled with a Y because Bayba. It doesn't matter. All right. Um, All right. I am going to get in trouble with this next one. Oh, boy. Do you, do you need help? Would you like to phone a friend? No, Jesse, own it. Obi, number 18. His first name is Obi. O-B-I-E. He's a Rangers third baseman. Please, it's, please, please it's Obi Trice. Please be Obi Trice. Plays in the AZL so Rangers. This is his league. real name. His no first, gimmicks. His, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, good. wow. Steve. Wow. Because, you know, when two trailer park girls go around me oh, outside. Oh, yeah, why yeah, do you yeah, got yeah. to just <laughs> it? I was there. Sometimes somebody makes a joke. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And you let the joke I'm sorry, happen. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And you don't start talking about who's going to play third line D for the Leafs when the playoffs are next week. You're right. Yeah. You know, it was out yeah. of place. I mean, you're right. But, like, but still. Anyway. I just thought it would be interesting. Obi's last name is Rykumstrict. <laughs> How do you spell that? R I C U M S T R I C T. R I C U M. Yeah, no, he no. got it. That's how you say that, I think. <laughs> Rickumstrict. Rickum. That's how I'd want to pronounce, not Rickumstrict. <laughs> Rickumstrict. Uh, Steve. Oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, I, was, Steve, I, I assume. I Steve was trying saw. to read Rickumstrict. <laughs> Number 16. The Rickumstrictor. Oh, Franklin he strangles you. There you go. Franklin is at number 16. He is Franklin Van Gerp. Which is all right. That's that's Franklin that, Van Gerp. You said that like how it sounds. Like it sounded like you burped there, and that's <laughs> sort of how that nice name kind of comes Number out. 15, Locke St. John. Locke St. John is he should be that should have been the name of the goalie Justin Timberlake played in the Love Guru. Mm. Or maybe a character on Miami Vice. Locke yeah. St. John locking it down. Locke St. John, his dad owns a boat. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like a nice yacht. He, he's definitely got some Perry Ellis shirts, for sure. Some white, all-white boat shoes. Ooh. Ooh, all-white boat shoes. Yeah, yeah. Damn. And he wears a polo. My name's like Locke St. John. My hair a, rustles in the wind. He's got a timeshare. If he wasn't doing this, he'd be working in investment banking. Mm. See, now, this is also just... Poor on the parents. Number 13, Rockies outfielder, plays in the DSL Rockies, uh, plays for the DSL Rockies in the Rookie League. His first name is Walking. His, his name is Walking Cabrera. Well, he's perfect for baseball. He's, he's about to His on-base percentage must be insane. <laughs> they should have called him Grand Slamming. <laughs> <laughs> that Walking Cabrera always getting on base. <laughs> Billy Bean's favorite player. <laughs> He's a lot more successful than his brother strikeout looking Cabrera. <laughs> <laughs> you should be embarrassed. <laughs> I'm not happy that's, a, that's a bingo one. That's, that's, that's a, a bingo space. Yeah. Uh, number 12, Preston Grand Prix. Preston, Preston Grand Prix is a lesser known character in The Legend of Ricky Bobby. <laughs> that's true. Yes. Yeah. He's a shortstop in the Dodgers system. His last name is Grand Prix. The Gra- There's a That's picture not of him, real, actually. though, right? Like he his somewhere along the line, his family changed their name to that. 
That's not a real. Oh, oh it's not P R I X. It's P R E Grand Prix. Mm. No, Grand Prix is it's Grand Prix. Just, it's just better. It's Grand Prix. That's <laughs> French. No, it's Grand Prix. Yeah, but okay. Where does he play? Plays in the Dodgers system. Mm. AZL, uh, AZL Dodgers rookie league. He he could be like Arizona League Dodgers. I think that's like how like what number of Cars movie are we on? Like he could be a new character in Cars, Disney's Cars. Chester was it Chester or Lester? Lester Grand Prix. Mister, it's Preston. Preston Grand Prix, <laughs> and he drives with like, like they're all talking cars, but like he's got an ascot somehow. Now this this next fella, he's in the Blue Jays minor league system. Hmm. He's at Lansing. Ah, Class A. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. No, uh, <laughs> that's uh, he's in New Hampshire now. Oh, he's Double A. My bad. Look at this. Fisher guy. Cats, baby. Check out the big brain on Wild. <laughs> Sorry. You know why I know? Because I, I always sign up to be a pitcher Mike on MLB. Wilner over here. When I buy, well, when I buy <laughs> MLB games, I always sign up to be a pitcher and I make my way up to the Blue Jays system. Uh, yeah. It's always New Hampshire. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, you know where you... Sorry. MLB The Show. My Wilner. Road yeah. to the Show. That mode is unbelievable. It's the best. I agree with you. It's yes. so great. It's, uh, I like it better than the, uh, than the one for NHL, actually. It's way better than the one for the NHL. There's like... Just, there's more to it. Yeah, the budget just more layers. Just a little, little higher. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, this uh, this young fella, mm-hmm. Maverick Buffo, is a right-handed pitcher for uh, the Blue Jays system. B u f f o. B u f f o. Imagine when he makes it to AAA. Buffo on the Buffalo <laughs> Bisons. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Very good. <laughs> Was he a pitcher? He is a pitcher. So if he ever if he ever stops if he ever shuts anybody out, they're befoiled. Oh, he's he's got the buff stuff. Hey, if he if he if <laughs> he's really, thought of something, yeah. no, I got it. <laughs> Here it is. All I right. got it. All right, Steven. everybody, prepare. If he's really good at playing like second base and like tagging guys out on the base, he'd be Buff Bagwell because the bag, the wrestler Buff Bagwell. Oh, some some will get it. I thought that was going to be... I was so disappointed. Are you not? What the hell is that? I don't know, man. I, I don't... Should we... I'm not showing up tomorrow. We should buff a go. We should, we should, the name of the show. We should buff a go, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Oh. All right, we got, we got a couple more. <laughs> I'm going to ignore that. Only a few more. Like Cannon Chadwick, who could play in the uh, WHL. Yep. With that name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Number Who's seven. Fifth round pick. Santo Falcon. Jesus. That's a cool name. I like Santo. that name. Yeah, it's not bad. Number Santo's six. a good name. Santo's a good first name. Cash Case. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm expecting to see Carmella cash in at WrestleMania. Oh my this god. He's a red second baseman in the Arizona uh, Cash Falling. Case. So literally he's named after the thing the bad guys carry around. <laughs> yeah, that like, was that was <laughs> Vir- <laughs> Virgil's what are his or- thinking. Virgil's original nickname was Cash Case. And Anyways. Ted DiBiase shot it down. No, you're Virgil. Uh, number Wrestling? five. Again? You don't say. I, <laughs> number five would have had a great name regardless because his last name is Glorious. No. He is Austin Glorious. Wow, you can just put anything behind yeah, that. Yeah, it plays for Salem in the Class A. I honestly wonder with like Grand, like Grand Prix or, or Glorious, like I wonder what names like that, like at what point did it become that? Like how far when you go on Ancestry, where does that name come from? What part of Europe or what part of Asia or what part of Africa – you know, what part before North America did, did it come from? It says here, Romanian. <laughs> 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 I 
Wouldn't that be- I come from a long line of glorious. I'm sorry. Stop it. <laughs> Let me go home. <laughs> nope. We got, we got two more. Two okay. More. I thought we've had two three, more. Three more. Oh, my three God. Three more. You're adding ones. Number four. Or number three, actually. I like number four better. Number three is Jansen Junk. <laughs> he's a pitcher, so he, you know he's throwing that junk. <laughs> <laughs> See, it'd be better if he was Jansen Stuff. <laughs> because pitchers, they have that stuff. Sometimes pitchers have junk. <laughs> if there's a guy on the on second base, would there be junk in his trunk? I mean, <laughs> uh, it'd be, or would it be if he's on second base? Is he the junk in the pitcher's trunk? That's all I'm saying. I just want to see junk stuff. It'd be better than seeing stuff's junk. True. <laughs> now four. Can you imagine people just carrying phallic things to a game? Oh my teddy god! Pitches? Junk, 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 junk. junk, junk. <laughs> Let me see your junk. Let me see. Jeez, clearly the junkyard dog. <laughs> Let me see your junk. All, all I know is a bunch of frat boys got hammered and painted something about Billy Koch and they're just a long time ago with the Blue Jays. Number four. Steve, what? <laughs> where is this? Where is this coming from? I don't know. I'm, I'm like, you can't make a reference we're, only you We're get. talking about junk. <laughs> and you're like, Billy Koch. Adam. Billy Koch. My brain has just enough fuel to get me home. It's like landing a plane right now. You're going to be listening to Harry Potter in 10 minutes, my friend. Oh, I guarantee my it. Oh, God. Two Come more on. names. Let's do it, Jesse. Two more names. Number four. His name is Henry Henry. He's a Padres right-handed pitcher. Plays for Fort Wayne. His parents are dicks, dicks. Is it spelled? <laughs> is it spelled H E N R Y? R Y. Yeah. Wow. Henry Henry. I don't know why. So can you call him the Henrys? Henry squared. Because I would. Oh, he is the the Henrys. Wouldn't you? Now I would, for sure. Are you guys ready for the? Uh, oh. For the Drum roll. final name. There's a little, there's a little something to this name. Damn, we give you a drum roll, Jesse. Like, there's a little. After I tell you about this Indians first baseman, he plays in Akron. They also have their minor league system right down the road from the arena because it's in Akron, and Cleveland Indians play in Cleveland. That's that's cool. They can make Ooh. the the taxi ride over from Akron. Jesse, get to the damn name. This first baseman, Sick Narf, Loopstock. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. See now it. One more first, time. Sicknarf Loopstock. Sicknarf Loopstock. See, it's it's strange, right? But it's not that strange. It's like weird. But spell Sicknarf backwards. Sicknarf. F-R-A-N-C-I-S. Francis? Francis. His parents decided (laughs) to spell Francis backwards and make it his first name. Is that what they did? (laughs) That's his name. I want a warrant for their arrest. (laughs) So when he holds his driver's license up, his real name is in the mirror. (laughs) Francis, because you you put it up backwards, right? Oh, my God. That's terrible. Why would they do that? Sick nerf? 
Spell Sicknarf backwards. How did you know that? How did you know that it turned into Francis? I saw in the comments. A K O T. She's crying. She's crying it's just tears. So ridiculous. Sicknarf Loopstock. Where is he from? Uh, somewhere in the Doctor Seuss universe. Why doesn't it say where he's from? He's from parts unknown, like the Undertaker. Damn, dude! What a name. Yeah, Sick yeah. Narf Loopstock. I, if only my brain had more power in it right now. Anyway, so his parents spelled Francis backwards and they made it his first name. That's it. We'll see you on Saturday. Metal loss. <laughs> but let's talk about who should play defense Listen. for the Leafs next year. <laughs> I'm Steve with my double IHF. <laughs> Jersey, and I don't care. And I talk like this. Oh, this is my <laughs> I'm gonna go drive to Oshawa now. <laughs> All right, bye guys. See you tomorrow. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W Y L D E, and at Jesse Blake. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness.